Liberate Hong Kong, revolution of our time. Hello and welcome to a free bean salad. The first Mr. Bean podcast to ever be banned in China as of about 10 seconds ago. Uh, If you don't know what this podcast is, because for some reason you haven't listened to the previous two episodes, you madmen, this is a podcast where me and my co-hosts Jack and Rob, uh, I'm Butch by the way, uh, we go through one of the free Mr. Bean movies on rotation once a week, every week, for an entire calendar year, for reasons we're not quite sure of. This week, oh boy, uh, we're, 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 we're covering the rare third Mr. Bean movie, released only in China and possibly Russia, uh, Top Funny Comedian the Movie. I've personally <laughs> seen this movie twice before. Uh, this was my third viewing. This was Jack's second viewing. Yeah, and Rob's right. first. So, one, gentlemen... Baby. What are your thoughts, your initial first impressions on Top Funny Comedian, the movie? Oh, it hurt. (laughs) film genuinely hurt. Like, just, it was, it was, like, this is the shortest of the three, but it felt like an eternity. Yeah, it's it feels like a long movie. It's but and not in a good way. I remember Mm. we were talking about recently. There was some film that you brought up to me, and you're like, "Oh, it feels like it goes on forever," but in a really nice way. Was it Midsummer? I think it was Midsummer. Yeah. yeah, that film's two and a half hours, but it feels like five hours, but in the best way possible. Mm. This is the opposite. Yeah, this it's is only <laughs> it's under an hour and a half long, but it feels like ten hours. <laughs> it just doesn't end. <laughs> we should probably get into some history of this film. Uh, I've I've done the bare minimum research because there is surprisingly little information available on surprisingly. this film in yeah, the Western world. Uh, I mean, considering it has Rowan Atkinson playing Mr. Bean in it, you think it would be more widely publicized? But yeah. not, the on- not the only celebrity which I found out. But hold on, we'll oh, leave that yeah. for oh, yeah. later. Oh, yeah. That's we'll for get, later. We'll get into that. Uh, but you'd think it would at least have like a Wikipedia page or something, but it doesn't. Nope. It's it's there's there's all I could find was a few uh, articles from a few tabloids and such uh, saying mm. you know Rowan Atkinson's playing Mr. Bean in a new movie, and uh, from what I can tell, it is an a, a movie adaptation of a Chinese variety show, uh, which I presume is like some sort of Britain's Got Talent type thing. Yeah, uh, presumably called Top Funny Comedian. Presumably. Yeah, I think the show is called Top Funny Comedian. Uh, and, yeah, uh, the only copy we were able to obtain, uh, how isn't important, but the only copy we were able to obtain appears to be overdubbed in Russian, or though in such a way that the Chinese audio is still audible, and also Chinese <laughs> yeah. subtitles... Uh, are yeah, there? Which is like, so confusing as it's well. It's such an amalgam. It's just a wall of noise. It's like shoegaze, but like, like, <laughs> like film languages. dialogue. And as well, it's so. I, like, I've watched like dubs of films before, like like dubs of animes and mm. stuff. And, you know, they'll like, hire a few voice actors for it. All the male voices are done by one guy. Including and, and, like, nar- like any sort of like narration or like any signs or anything or the title. Yeah. It's all read by one man. So and if then, there's three men in a scene, it's the one man yeah, talking yeah, over it's himself. It's the one voice. And then one woman doing all the female parts. It's yeah. just like... That's like first of all, that's a lot of work. Like voiceover work, like mm. kills your throat. It takes a long time to record, and it's just like 
there's so many characters in this mm. film as well. There's so there's so many uh, like so, even in the main group in the main cast there's like six different people, none, none of, of whom we names. know the name of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I gave them all names. I gave but, a lot like, of them names as well. I wish I did. I was going to, but this was like at minute. 24 and by this point they're just giving up on even caring there is really. one character and one character only we know the name of and that is mr bean mr bean so oh i God. i suggest we get into our notes uh we all watch the same copy and uh the copy that we have i'm i have no idea if this is in the chinese original or not but it starts out with an ad for a russian gambling website uh I, which is interesting yeah uh, I mean, it looks like, like a reputable website, you know. Like yeah, but as well, the film is based in uh, Macau, which is the gambling capital of the world, I believe. It's uh, the money it makes off like gambling tourism is six times that of Las Vegas. I looked it up. No, yeah. it's like six times more popular for gambling than Las Vegas. And where is it? It's in China. Well, like no, where? Obviously, in China. I know it's in China. I. I have no idea, to be honest with you. Okay. I just lo- I just looked it up briefly. I was like, "Damn, gambling capital of possibly the world." But like, it's you know, gambling is its business as just straight. Well, you know, it's I guess fitting that they would put a a, a casino advertisement at the start of this film. Uh, whether or not that's in the original, we don't know. I think it's a very yeah. bold artistic choice. Uh, no, I took it that it was part of the movie. It was like a prologue. Oh yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I took note about the Russian overdub. I thought that that's clearly a reference to the Russian film director and his son in Mr. Bean's Holiday. I actually was thinking that. I didn't write it down, but I was like, hmm, there is like, you know, I guess they're really continuing the theme of like miscommunication by layering two languages on top of each other for the entire Yeah, this basically well, us yeah. watching this movie is exactly what Mr. Bean feels like throughout the entire second movie. And indeed throughout this entire movie. Definitely yeah, for this entire so movie. I have so many questions as to like what like that's it's later on it's later on in the film we haven't even gotten into the plot of the film we yet. haven't even I'll get g- to that when we get to it y- yes the pl- let's get to the plot shall we yeah Butch do you want to give a quick summary if you can <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, I could take you literally through what objectively happens on screen. Uh, I mean, real, yeah, give us a, a real quick summary, just... Uh, what, there are Chinese like, people, points. and there's Mr. Bean, and stuff happens. That is the plot as far <laughs> as I can make it. <laughs> even, I feel, I don't know, just like, with the plot, I kind of feel, even if we did know it was happening, it was in English, I still don't feel there'd be much of a plot. It feels so blocky, even yeah. like on the IMDb page for this film, it's like two lines, and it just says, uh, what's it, it's like, Comedy film inspired by a Chinese uh, talent show thing. Mm. Second line of the synopsis is, uh, six friends go to Macau and funny skits happen or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it feels kind of like a, like an SNL sort of thing where they just are in different locations at different points and different things just happen yeah. with random characters. that are, And a lot of the time, the characters that are introduced just don't come back. Yeah, And as well, it roughly very, ever so roughly, follows the plot of The Hangover. I read so... I <laughs> yeah. read, I read, I read, Actually, like, I see that, yeah. I read an article that was like, oh, like a Chinese adaptation of The Hangover, but it's not really an adaptation <laughs> of The Hangover. It's an adaptation of a, of a TV talent show from China that kind of loosely... <laughs> 
takes the plot of The Hangover. <laughs> and instead of Mike Tyson, it's Mr. Bean. <laughs> no, 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 no. Instead no, of no, Mike no, Tyson. No, 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 don't say anything. Don't say yeah. anything. I'll yeah. leave it as a surprise. But I do think... That. I do think Bean does take on the Mike Tyson role here, considering that it's a uh, they play themselves. Actually, no, we'll get we'll get. Oh, to I, that have, I, I have my own theories to... about Mr. Bean's role in this monarchy, but uh, anyway. <laughs> As right. do I, Butch. As do, do we, I. Where do we Where do we begin with this? My my notes for the first like scene are all just so scattered. It I will read you all of them because. <laughs> it, it they they it won't. There's no point in dwelling on any of them. It is montage introducing characters, masks, theater. I don't know how to take notes when I have no idea what's happening. Man stabbed, golden ticket. <laughs> That's all my notes for the first scene. Yeah, I um, I actually have a full my first like page and a half is just on this opening scene before they even get on like the plane. <laughs> I did take a note about the plane. I took two yeah. notes about the plane as it happens. I have, uh, God, what do I have? Oh, yeah, in terms of that montage they show at the start, I don't know if all the scenes are taken from later in the film, but there is one scene of uh, the female main character, whose name I do not know, of her with a whisk, which is literally, it's a frame taken from later in the film, and it's in the opening montage, and obviously this is my second time watching the film, so I spotted it straight away, I was like, Wait, that happens later on. Why? Like, I never noticed that's just happening. They just didn't have any previous footage of her when they were editing, so they just took (laughs) a seal from later on. Oh, my notes for this are: I took down the name of the. uh, I guess it's like the like um, China's equivalent of IFCO, which is the Irish Film Classification Organization. Yeah, and it's uh, Federal Bureau State Administration of Press, Publication, Radio, Film, and Television. I took that down for some reason. <laughs> Followed by opening song slaps. Yeah, <laughs> and my first note is just odd score, but good. <laughs> yeah, uh, why is that guy slamming the table? You know that one? The, yeah, the... no, I have a note on that as well. And I, this is where I just want to bring up a little thing I've done for this week because it was the only thing getting me through this movie. Okay. And it's going to be a little reoccurring bit I'm going to bring throughout this episode. Right. I marked down every time I smiled. That's nice. And I, I, I've, I have like... I also marked down sometimes I frowned. Oh, okay. And I've also marked down sometimes where I had a really big smile. Okay. So, and I've literally marked them, as you can see, Jack, with a, a nice oh. little sideward smiley face, like an old school emoticon smiley face, you know, <laughs> colon, close bracket. That's quite um, sweet. And my first one comes right here. I just said, man freaking out, slamming notebook on table. <laughs> Smiley face because yeah, I thought it, it was just really funny. It did make me laugh, like, especially I, I, because like obviously he's yelling in Chinese, and on top of him yelling, there's also the like narrator of the montage yelling in Chinese, and then on top of that, there's a <laughs> Russian dub of either the narration or whatever the man is saying. I don't know. This uh, would be a nice segue. Just the Russian guy that does the full dub is so deadpan he sounds like he's doing like a suzuki ad or something yeah it's just so like like there's some scenes where people are like freaking out on screen and you can hear the chinese like (laughs) audio underneath and they're really giving it socks like they're really giving it their all and he's just on top just going going privet he just really deadpan it's fucking amazing i love it Um, Uh, but yeah what else do you have oh i actually have an interesting note um after after why is that guy slamming the table i have um i don't know it's like such a stupid comparison but it just says i liken this to the opening scene of climax 
i.e. the audition tapes <laughs> just because it's like this big TV screen like and it's yeah, like taking up the whole frame clearly Gaspar Noe was uh, was taking he was advised on this film yeah of course I'm sure um, this is one of the VHS tapes you see during the opening scene of that film yeah also did you guys notice uh, you know there's kind of like the the older protagonist the guy that I think the plot is he goes missing he's like the guy that yeah, goes missing in I, I took it like he's like a director or like I, a, I or thought, like a studio exec or something yeah, who's I, like monitoring the show or something I took it that he was like a kind of like old school comedian and all these guys and he's kind of like maybe yeah maybe directing these like younger uh, yeah, comedians yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's better be like a kind of well-known mm. comedian of some sort but um does it, he calls a guy over while everyone's on stage doing their thing with the giant I TV might have screen. the same note as you here. And it's just like, why has that guy been so badly beaten? Yeah, he, he has like a black eye and like a bruised lip. I have that thing. It's like yeah. man advising has black eye. He's like, like he's really he's, badly he's beaten. beaten up. And I don't know if that's if that's a callback to something maybe in the I montage think, or something. I think or? it's a commentary to uh, on the <laughs> cruel state of the Chinese government currently. Uh, I... <laughs> I've got a lot of notes that are very dark here because I think this film is actually something of a commentary on the dire state of human rights in China at the moment. Damn. Funnily enough, uh, my notes are also semi-dark, I guess. But uh, surprise, surprise, I've made it about religion. Uh, <laughs> For God's sake. More so, more so about, I guess, like, I don't know. It's kind of convoluted and a bit messy, but especially later in the film, I do have quite a few notes on like uh, Confucianism and uh, maybe throwing Confucianism aside because, well, if you look at, uh, I guess, demographics of uh, religions in China, it's a largely non-theistic religious country uh, with the two main ideals being Confucianism and Taoism, which are not so much religions, but sort of like, they're called like folk religions, but they're more akin to, like, philosophical ideals. So I do have a few notes on Confucianism, which is so dumb, because this movie is so, <laughs> so dumb. It's definitely not about Confucianism. Like, it's just not. And I don't know why I fucking bothered. Like, I don't know why I put this work in, because it's just, there's no point. Anyways. <laughs> we have to watch this movie, like, 16 more times. You realize that, right? Yep. Oh, yep. Um, I have a few notes on the the opening because I was just confused what was going on, so I just tried to kind of make sense of it in my head, and I kind of did keep that going for the film. I kind of it's not so much of a theory, but I just kind of guessed what was happening, and I kind of kept that vision throughout. Um, I have another smile moment here. Um, it's not actually a moment, but it's just in general over the the film. I've already alluded to it. Just my my note is just two languages talking violently over each other, and then a little smiley face. Um, <laughs> that just it I just mean, happens a lot, and it's just very funny. Yeah, yeah uh, for those listening, Rob did send myself a butch a video of him laughing at the opening scene <laughs> of the film, just because I was it's inconsolable so for the first like it's five it's minutes. Impossible to make out any singular word from either language because it's just. Kind like, they're I, both I'd like ten. Like they're both max. I'd volume. imagine like if you have a stroke, that's what you hear. Like, <laughs> it's like, your brain shuts down and everything just sounds like. <laughs> I should point out to our audience that I did search high and low for English subtitles to this film, and I was unable to find 
any. We legitimately <laughs> have no idea what is happening in this movie. We yeah. can yeah, only no, keep guess. that in mind when we're talking about this. We we literally have there's like a couple English sentences phrases in this yeah. movie, but besides that, we have no idea what's happening at I, any point. I mean, but the first time we watched this, you know, like that, I I spotted an email on an email address on screen at one point yeah which i think turned out to be for the email address for this uh, casino that they advertise yes yeah, i yeah. sent an email off to be like could no, you I... help me with a like is there like an english dub of this film or english subtitles <laughs> i turned out the email address had been deactivated but i went and emailed a uh, pbj uh, which is the management firm that uh, manages rowan atkinson no i was way. like can you get me like a translation of this <laughs> And I swear to God, they emailed me back and they no said, way. they said, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That was, it was, uh, they were very nice, though. They're uh, very lovely people over at PBJ. Shout out, PBJ. Uh, <laughs> God bless you, Millie. Uh, thanks. <laughs> um, but yeah, so going back to uh, my, uh, my scrambled trying understanding of this opening. Um, so I took it as it was like a play that they were like rehearsing for and that the main guy is like a director because he's sitting there with like a clipboard yeah. and he has like a uh, someone beside him could be like an assistant director or something and mm. um he's being advised and he has like kind of the, what looked to be like people in suits behind him like watching like could be like studio executives yeah. or something like watching over it um a commentary so... incidentally on the mass surveillance uh by the chinese government <laughs> possibly I, and actually... I took it that that this was like auditions for a talent show and he was like a judge that was auditioning them this See, is so bizarre because I have a completely different take. No way. <laughs> I, th- I thought it was some sort of weird market research thing. And the, you know, they have the guys sat in the chair and they're showing all the like, yeah, and yeah. they're like, and a giant TV. Yeah, yeah. And like, I thought that he was like a, doing like a, like a market research thing. I thought he was like the subject of some market research. And like, oh, here's some ideas for shows that we have for mm. acting. I thought it was just some weird market research <laughs> shit. See, I originally did think it was something to do with like, because I knew this was, I knew just through talking to you guys that it was kind of extracted from some sort of variety show. Yeah. So I was thinking, all right, this is probably like auditions or something. But because of how meticulous the costumes are and the sets and how much everyone is like overacting, I was thinking this has to be a rehearsal of some sort. But so I made a a few notes just under the impression that this is like a rehearsal. Um, So I was kind of doing it as I was going along. Um, so obviously there's a man kind of watching TV and then he starts arguing with the TV characters. The first two are like men in robes. Um, so he's like watching. Then I thought he might be like watching a play about talent show auditions. Um, and then I kind of linked it to Synecdoche, New York, which I know neither, neither of you have seen. But if you do see that film, I don't want to say it now um, because it is like a, a big surprise in that movie. But when you watch that movie, we'll try and watch that movie for next time we watch this movie, uh, for I, next time we watch right. this, because I, I do have a link there. Um, <laughs> so then magicians come in on the other side of the telly and the, 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 there's like a conveyor belt that pushes them to one side. Um, and one of them is like facing the wrong way, but... It's it's obviously a mistake um, because he looks flustered. But yeah. then because I was thinking this is a rehearsal for a play, is it supposed to be a mistake? And that's like written in, but he's because he's still gesturing the wrong way. Yeah. Like he has a man like on his left, but he's gesturing towards the right. And I sound like, oh, he's turned around, but he, he knows where the person is. So yeah, what the fuck? surely this must be a joke of some sort. Um, top funny. <laughs> top funny. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I have another smiley moment here of just like, not a part of the movie, but one male dubber voices every male character and everything else. I know the smiley face because I thought that was funny. That is funny. Um, so then he go. then the man who's like watching the play through this big set telly, who's also part of the play, um, <laughs> like rewinds or something to the previous act and the conveyor belt comes back and it stops like halfway past yeah. to the screen. And then the curtain kind of comes down to reveal like static. But then all the cast come out and start like fighting yeah, the, the man. Beat the shit out of each other. Like. And obviously this isn't part of the script because the director is getting mad or at least, or at least maybe it is part of the script but, and the director like doesn't like how they're doing it. Um, <laughs> I just put a note there that I actually really like the set. I think it's kind of, I think it's a, a fun set. Every cloud. <laughs> <laughs> How have we discussed the opening scene for nearly twenty five minutes? Like, uh, I God. just, I just. I just have a bunch of questions and that was that's pretty much the end of the opening scene here we haven't um, even gotten to the main <laughs> attraction yet <laughs> I just I just wanted to make sense of that opening and uh, we can't yeah. <laughs> well that's my that's my uh, my attempt anyway oh. um, but then we get to the airport I've yeah, got, I guess, two, I've got a... two notes about the plane firstly in a callback to your uh, mention in holiday there is no plane scene which I'm very disappointed by <laughs> My second note is that Rowan Atkinson brackets Mr. Bean, his credit comes up over the shot of the plane, which is which is obviously a reference to Bean 97. Alright. I have a note from this point, it doesn't actually have to do with Rowan Atkinson, uh, his credit, but it's the next credit, because I didn't know... I might as well say it. I didn't know Evander Holyfield's in this movie, but his credit comes up on the screen straight after Mr. Bean. I was like, what the fuck is Evander Holyfield doing in this movie? I uh, The only note I have on the plane scene, I think, is just before they get on the plane, there's, like, throughout this movie... There's little bits like sort of like I guess transitional music and stuff. Oh uh, yeah, I have a lot of notes of the transitions in this. This is, is it. it. Just is it just stuck music? There's it seems to be one that I, I that keeps coming back throughout the film is the same music that uh, the YouTube channel casually explained uses at the end of his videos, oh, yeah? and it's it's all across this fucking movie. <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck? Because they they have like 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 I've got to say like real songs. Mm. It. Like there's uh, what's that uh. The song plays straight after that. I have it written down. This is it. Yeah. I can't remember who it's by. Like, you know, it's a fucking jazzy, like proper Vegas sound. Yeah, song. which I made note of. is very out of place, it seems. Yeah, like a little <laughs> bit. Especially with the rest of the score is all this really weird, like, I don't know, like uh, brass-based, like, haha, funny fat man music sort yeah, of, Yeah, you know? yeah, it's real cartoonish yeah, aside yeah. from that, like. Um, I have... Uh, a note just after they got off the plane and they're walking outside the airport and they have that shot of like the six of them. Um, one of the cast members didn't come. Am I right in saying that? There was seven, the six members of the cast originally and the director. Right. And then when they're there, there's there's only six in total with the director. Is Am that, I missing someone? Is that the guy that shows up later on in the film that they pick up from the airport? Oh, maybe. Is that him? Maybe. I, I, I just assumed that was a completely different person. Yeah, I thought he was a completely different person. But now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, maybe that's who that is. Uh, <laughs> I also, um, sorry, just uh, just to get you, I just have a couple lines. Um, uh, I, I made note that one of the girl gets kind of mad that these other two girls walk by. Um, and the other guy, like one of the guys, like puts down his glasses to like look uh, at her, yeah, yeah. and she kind of like 
gets visibly angry and kind of twirls like twice. Yeah. And then starts waving her arms. But this is after the girls have already gone by and she doesn't seem to say anything. And then she kind of like looks pissed and gets in the car. I was kind of, I just didn't know kind of what happened there. Like one thing I do want to, uh, I guess, almost preface everything that uh, we say about this film is like, you know, None of us are Chinese. That I think that goes, you know, <laughs> every single statement we make about this film, just there is a question mark after it. Yeah, but I want to preface it by saying, like, I even remember a good point that a uh, uh, a friend of mine in college made about what I like, watching, uh, like I know for for instance Miyazaki's films, like Studio Ghibli films. There's like so many allusions to like Shinto religion and like Japanese culture mm. in like throughout those films. That you know, us as Westerners will not pick up on. Totally. So I'm sure I am so certain that throughout this movie, there are so many things. That seed probably being an example of like like cultural Chinese ha-has that we just <laughs> we won't that we won't get. Like we're just like, like I'm sure that me maybe it uh, doesn't yeah. though. I don't know. Like, uh, yes, maybe it's just annoyed a terrible that one of your movie. <laughs> and being annoyed that one of your friends finds a, stra- a, r- a stranger attractive, so you twirl twice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I mean, I know, maybe this man is on. meant to be her boyfriend or something like that. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. the relationship between all these people is—it's a mystery. Uh, I mean, <laughs> you know, I guess like no, you know, the number one rule of uh, filmmaking is show don't tell. But like I, you I need to exact, tell something. That, yeah. No, that exact phrase is built completely on my main theory about this entire film, which <laughs> right. I which I will bring up uh, in due course, possibly at the end, um, once we've talked about everything. But okay. I do have a big overarching theory about that. My next um, note have, is just a uh, camera guy constantly filming brackets reference to holiday, also commentary on Chinese government's mass surveillance. <laughs> I I have everything barred the mass surveillance thing taken down. <laughs> I, I I made a note on him just saying, did he he he's just there already? That he arrived like because he's just in the car already when yeah. they stop at the airport. So I I don't know if he got like an earlier flight or if he just got off the plane. I don't know why they decided to let him come out way earlier than mm. the rest of the cast. I just thought that was an odd choice. And also, uh, like I was saying, I do have names for some of the characters just to differentiate between them. And his that I've written down is uh, Edna Mode. Oh, because like, hair. I have a note about his hair. I have a note about his hair. It just says, uh, like photographer's hair. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I just refer to um, refer to him as cameraman. Like, yeah, oh, okay. So now that they're in um this new place, Macau, Macau. Um, what what is your guys' theory on why they're there? Like, I my theory they, was that they won some sort of competition. Yeah, or they something. get like a golden ticket like yeah. thing in, I, in the I first have, scene. I have written down a uh, golden ticket changes everything. It's Willy Wonka, but for gambling. <laughs> <laughs> I I likened it to um uh Jack. I know you haven't seen it, but Butch, you know, in Marriage Story, where uh, Adam Driver's character gets the is it the MacArthur Grant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And something similar happens in Synecdoche. He's a play. The main character is a playwright, and early on, he gets a, a MacArthur Grant. So I I presumed it was a Chinese equivalent of that because I I'm right. still going with the whole thing of this is a play. Well, I know I know it, I I know what I think it is, but we 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 won't get into that until we get to my next note, which my next note is the big reveal about ten minutes in. 
of our boy. <laughs> if you Hold guys on, are ready on. to move no, on to our boy. No, no, no. Not yet, because I have a big note concerning his his reveal. Um, so I just do have, I, I half I just, a page of a note. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just have a couple more lines before then. When they arrive at this hotel, Pete, like the cast are surely celebrities. Because yeah. everyone recognizes them, and they don't. Rec- this is why I fully think that this guy who's with them that goes missing is like a director of some sort. Because everyone recognizes the cast, but no one recognizes the director. Right. So they're the all director, ready. When people are running towards the other cast members, the director thinks they're running towards him. We're, we're yeah, just referring that's to him as the director. Yeah. So I'm thinking maybe he is, as as Jack suggested, some aging comedian and he's like ah my fans but then he's being outshined by the younger newer comedians yeah, and I, yeah. But on this note as well i'm pretty sure i kind of i don't know why but something suggested to me that one of the younger comedians will say our cast members is his son oh i think because he's kind of when uh, all the fans go running towards uh, oh he kind of sticks with um, he kinda sticks with him and it's, hmm. i was like there's something even throughout the film, like he's the most concerned about him going missing. Yeah, yeah. As like they, I, I feel like there's some sort of familial link between the two. Mm. I can't confirm it because <laughs> I don't know a fucking line of dialogue from this film. I, uh, I referred um, to this man incidentally, uh, who we're I guess just permanently referring to as the director. I'm re- I I referred to him in my notes as stern man. I don't know why. <laughs> I have it down as old comedian. No, in fact, I have it down. Isn't the director okay. what, uh, what Slenderman was called in the Marble Hornet series? Oh, something like that. Maybe. <laughs> I have written down here. <laughs> it's just so such a sad note. Older comedian, no longer loved. <laughs> <laughs> at which I, I point? Was... At which point? <laughs> if um, we're ready. Yeah, my neck, uh, who wants to read, do we all have a big note about our boy? I have um, a big note about our boy. I have a big note, Jack, I have, like, I have a slightly smaller note, uh, what we, what we do, we do big I, note? I, I suppose it is my episode, I'll, I'll, I'll go first, if that's <laughs> the ahead. same to everyone. There's our boy, rising up from the bottom of the screen, hell, question mark, looking noticeably, <laughs> <laughs> looking noticeably older than in Holiday, so much for Rob's prequel theory. Taking a, taking a photo with an iPhone with a flower case, probably produced in a Chinese sweatshop, a grim commentary on the exploitation of China's citizens. Jesus Christ! That's way darker than my big note. <laughs> you may proceed. My big note is, in all caps, spaced out very far from each other, Bean with a big smiley face because <laughs> I was getting real stressed before he got in um, and then my next note is a little smaller note just saying flower phone case and a little smile because that made me really happy that Bean one day went to the shop and got himself a phone case for his iPhone and he picked the pink flower case I like that image I like, I think, and I, I'm sure he loved it as well that's nice all I have written down is uh, here comes our man uh, older comedian no longer loved, but Mr. Bean is adored. Godlike figure. Uh, <laughs> I, I have also, got this. I've got a, the exact same note. Everyone recognizes him. Bean is clearly famous. And now yeah. this is my theory, which I've shared with Jack previously and only loosely uh, shared with Rob. Is that <laughs> I think that Bean is uh, because we've seen him get progressively more 
evil throughout the films, I think, <laughs> is how I would put it. Like, he's an art thief in the first film, and then he uh, he kidnaps a child in the second film and causes probably several people to die. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> rest in peace, uh, Suicidal Man. And yeah. uh, rest in and peace, Giles. But, uh, yeah, rest in peace, Giles. <laughs> but here, he has completed... This is also one of the reasons why I think it's a sequel, because here he has completed his character arc by becoming one of the most evil men in the world. He is the president of China. Uh... <laughs> And that's why everyone adores him, because anyone who doesn't obey him will disappear, is what I've got written down. <laughs> and indeed, we will get to people disappearing later in this film, so... For sake. Um, I have uh, a few notes on Bean's appearance. Um, so first off, I was like, oh, he looks really old, and he looks very odd. So I was hmm. thinking, like, oh, what's what's up here? But then I realised... Yes, he does look a bit older, yeah. and he has a bit of a, a bit of a loose chin, shall yeah, we say, yeah. um, slash neck. But I actually did realize after kind of pausing it for a while, he just has horrible makeup on. Like he oh. has like a really, really thick, blotchy layer of foundation on that is horrible. It doesn't match him at all. Like he's way darker, and it's just not blended uh, um i don't know how i know all this but i don't know how, it's just not like blended right along like his eyes and his nose and his lips and all so it looks really weird shit like it's actually just a horrible makeup job and <laughs> because that's the thing i was thinking like wow he looks kind of old but i was like that wouldn't be how you'd age that doesn't make sense yeah but it's not i feel like they weren't trying to make him look older i feel they were trying to make him look younger uh, younger and they just didn't yeah. know what they were doing so they're like oh young people are tan Let's just throw on a fuck ton of foundation. foundation. And I'd say the more foundation they put on, the more his wrinkles were showing because it was just kind of getting caught in his like possible mm. like wrinkles or whatever. So they just layered it and layered it. So now his face is just like twice as thick <laughs> as it was usually. And I guess the thing is with foundation as well, you have to mi- match like the skin tone. Which they didn't. Which he they... is almost ho- like in this, uh, later on it gets a bit better. But in this opening scene, he's like orange. Yeah, I, I, now that you've mentioned it, I could totally see that. I, yeah, I'm yeah, sure yeah. it's probably like a color grading thing as well. Mm. Like, like the, the the fucking appearance of this film is so jar- it's so oh, just it's garish like tiring. i don't know and it, I guess- it looks like uh like a really poorly made like tv drama like it has that kind of yeah, lighting yeah, and that yeah. kind of like you know and then also um one thing that i'm just kind of picking up on right now which is a theory i could develop later is maybe the foundation is to signify a tan maybe he has come straight from france Oh, and this is like the like the a week after Mr. Bean's holiday, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and in that time he's got himself a, an place. iPhone. That's fair. Um, were, 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 was that style of iPhone like really prevalent in 2007? How did Mr. Bean get that with his with his 200 euros <laughs> spending money? <laughs> like, <yeah. laughs> because Holiday actually takes place in the future from when it was set. Doesn't it say 2007? Entirely possible. Like, <laughs> Sabine is an, an, an up and coming actress in Holiday, and she's just got like an old like flip phone. Like, <laughs> see, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, also, I just made a note on. Obviously, you guys have kind of alluded to it a little bit as well, but I don't know. I was a bit more confused about Bean's presence in this film because. Okay, so my my exact note is this film takes place somewhere between our universe and the Beaniverse. So right. 
People know Bean as an icon. It isn't Rowan Axon. Like people refer to him as Bean. As he is Bean. acting yeah. as I, Bean. I took a note of this. When people are first running towards him, you can hear the man on the Russian soundtrack say, "Mr. Bean." Mr. Bean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they know him as Mr. Too. Bean, and he's acting like Mr. Bean. Like it's definitely not Rowan Axon. Yeah, he is. So lit- the credits do say Rowan Atkinson, then in brackets, Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean. This isn't so, us making this up for a joke. It is legitimately meant to be Mr. Bean. Yeah, yeah, no, it's not like, I mean, so that's what I'm confused about, is like, how, either this is in Bean's world, like in where Mr. Bean is a living person, and he's ra- he's become a star, mm. or it's like in our world, and the character of Mr. Bean has gotten so popular that Rowan Axon has given up his own personality, yeah, just and just become Bean, Bean. full I'm time. not sure which of those is more tragic. <laughs> I, I I choose to believe, like I say in my fury, which is that he is the president of China, and that's why everyone knows him. Mr. Bean just went to China, and through some <laughs> hilarious mishap, some middle film that is missing, he somehow Seven, went through years. a series of mishaps and became the president of the nation. We will find out in ten yeah, years when our anyone, next Bean. Anyone film who's comes out. Uh, you know familiar with the comic relief song uh, "Elected," which I believe is a cover of an Alice oh Cooper God. song, uh, and there's a there's a comic relief version in which Mr. Bean is up for election. And if you watch the music video for that, you see that he rigs the election in his favor to give himself several thousand. <laughs> yeah. votes. It's very dark. So uh, oh, and he becomes a member of parliament. So obviously, it, th- this this wouldn't be the first time that he's run for government and likely cheated. <laughs> on a slight aside, uh, on the note of comic relief, uh, do you guys know Richard Curtis uh, co-founded Comic Relief? No way. There you oh. go. That's wow. all. That's just a little fact. <laughs> okay, then. little fact as a treat. <laughs> um, actually, just thank you, Jim. Uh, before we get before we get back into our into our discussion, I just want to ask. Um, now, highly unlikely, but um, the last two episodes we both had fun director facts. Um, mm. me and Jack collectively. Um, so Butch, do you have any nice director facts? Uh, obviously, mine was that the director of B nineteen eighty seven was the um the albino and Princess Bride. Yeah. Um, and then your mine holiday was he directed. Fact. Harry Hill, the movie. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he just never really made a movie other than like real shite like TV <laughs> specials and like TV to movie. Yeah. Like, um, do, but Butch, do you have any info on the director at all? Uh, yes. Name? Information on the director. I, uh, I have his name. I'm not going to try and pronounce it. Uh, it is <laughs> Lee the Jiquang. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm so sorry, uh, Mr. Lee. Uh, Lee <laughs> Kai. Kyung. Okay, I'm that's guessing. not what it's written on the. It's it's spelt L I space J I Q I A N G. Okay, on le- on le- I'm looking on Letterboxd ah, at the moment, and it's, uh, that's, that's what it is on IMDb. And on IMDb, he has got one credit for anything, and it is the director of this movie. There isn't so much as a photograph <laughs> of him. I'm not sure what I can take from this. He directed Top Funny Comedian the movie. Is uh, my my big bit of trivia. On the topic of his name, I'd say both answers are correct because, uh, fun fact again, as a treat, uh, when translating Chinese, there's two different like books of translation, and one is like uh of like Latin descent, and the other one is sort of like Anglo-Saxon descent. So there's like different translations of different chi- of the same Chinese words. For example, uh, the religion of Taoism that I mentioned earlier on is also known as 
Taoism, but they're the same religion. <laughs> I just sorry, I just that's a real cool fact, but it's just funny that they came in this episode of of Three Bean Sandwich. On Letterbox, this director has three credits of, for directing. Um, mm. One is Ghost House, a true story, which came out in nineteen ninety five. Uh, then Top Funny Comedian, the movie, um, in twenty seventeen, but also a film from nineteen ninety five called Love Guns and Glass. Wow. Um, none of which title. have more. None of which have more than uh, Ghost House: A True Story has thirteen uh, logs, and uh, Love Guns and Glass has nine logs. And he also wrote a film uh, called. <laughs> <laughs> he wrote a film. In 1998, called God.com. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. We have to make it our mission to see every movie this man has been I mean, fervor research which is required. only four. <laughs> as always. Like, as always. God damn. Uh, um, but yeah, yeah, so sorry, just, uh, just getting back on track. I do have a couple more. Um... Well, just one last thing. You were mentioning Letterboxd views. I should point out to our audience that according to Letterboxd, we are free of the four people to have ever seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel so. Whenever I tell people about this fucking podcast, I tell about this movie like this part of the podcast i never mention it i bring it up to everyone i say three movies and then i always go three yeah. and i was like yeah t- try and tell me the name of the third <laughs> yeah one. yeah and i always get the same response i always get yeah i think i've seen it um <laughs> i can't really remember what happens and everybody tries to tell me the plot <laughs> and, and they're lying <laughs> well no they just kind of <laughs> they, they might not be lying make... for all we know they, they might be telling the absolute truth <laughs> I mean, they always just kind of um, mix it up with like a plot from like one of the TV episodes yeah. or something, or when one of the specials. I've had so many people just like, I get, I get a look off people when I tell them about this <laughs> movie because they're just like, oh, it's just, like, it's just that they're like, oh right, <laughs> maybe followed by a, oh that's really weird. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. and then the topic just kind of changes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> point out at this stage that we have spent nearly 45 minutes talking about the first 10 minutes. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Alright, no, we need to yeah, that we is need us. get going. Um, so next up, if you guys don't have any more notes on the bean scene, there well, is my, a, a My montage. last note on the bean scene is just one line. It is, Stern Man doesn't want photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just have a note saying the director is annoyed at Bean's presence. <laughs> <laughs> Which might mean he's like a member of the revolution or something. Oh, yeah. I I've got notes on this later because this <laughs> stuff happens to this character who this gets true. on Bean's wick. You know, not of not none of which we know what actually happens oh, yeah, to him. Right. We just know something happens. Yeah, to something him. happens, and then he's back at the very end. Um, but yeah, so next up, there's like a montage of them like. Being in Macau, yeah. I, I presume, and, and then just what they get up to yeah, on their that first guy day. Smothers a dove. Yeah, one of the yeah one of them goes to one of them is like a magician of sorts, yeah. I guess, and he goes to a magic shop. Um, another took, one. Uh, yeah, I took only two notes on this scene. My first note is blind man by pool reference to Bean TV show. Uh, oh! <laughs> and my second note is Bean filming stern man uh, mass surveillance with grin on his face as a mwahaha plays on the soundtrack. And I the man looks same. visibly uncomfortable. <laughs> I have that exact same note. I just said, Demented Laughing at Casino reminded me of Hausu. Uh, same voice <laughs> clip when Bean films director. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I have a note here that changed my whole viewing of the movie. And I did have to spoil a little bit and ring um, 
Jack and Butch earlier on when I was watching it to confirm that it, what it was either the movie or the the link or the actual like the the, the, the file, file of yeah. the the movie, and yes. I still don't know which. Um, but the movie is running at a, a steady like regular speed. But during this montage, at the shot, the second shot of uh, the girl and one of the guys at the at the pool. Mm-hmm. The film slows down, and I don't mean that in like uh, like the the pacing or anything. I mean the actual footage slows, slows down, down yeah. slightly, not noticeably until more like fast paced stuff is happening, and you kind of see like weird motion blur when people yeah. are moving. But then also, if you listen intently, and this is how I noticed because I I was wearing headphones, the voice quality deteriorates it's like artifacts in it when you slow down a voice but you keep the pitch yeah you get these artifacts where the voice gets very choppy um and this happens here and it kind of seems to stay like this for the rest of the movie i did notice that a few scenes it kind of didn't seem slowed down but i didn't know if it was just Mm. because i wasn't noticing it properly but um yeah i was thinking about this earlier on and uh just, I did notice the artifacts on the voice, but mm. I didn't think that it had changed any particular point. I thought, oh, it's just a, a bad, like, a bad file. Or yeah, yeah. It's probably just a little little glitchy. But then I went back, I was like, oh, yeah, no, it does change at that point. Mm. And obviously, if the film were to slow down slightly, which it sounds like it does, mm. it would make the film longer. The file we have comes in at one minute, 27 seconds, 27 minutes. So, so one hour and 27 yeah, yeah. minutes. It's only one minute and 27 seconds longer. <laughs> <earlier> <laughs> first. It's, it's 22 one, pages. One we hour. spent 45 minutes talking about the first 10 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it's one hour, 27 minutes long. Mm. Google the film. It rings in at one hour and 34 minutes. No way. The film's meant to be longer than the version we've seen. Oh my god. Wait, but if it's slowed down, then exactly. surely our version will be longer. Yeah. So exactly. that means, so that means the rest of it, this part isn't slowed down, the rest of it is sped up. I oh. actually, the reason, one reason I'm fully committed to saying that the film is slowed down intentionally is because this isn't the only time in the film that they mess with time. Um, oh. I don't, I, you know, I don't want to go too much into it, but there is a chase scene later on, um, where a character is on a bike and obviously the filmmakers want, yeah, yeah they want to show him going fast, but he, it's, on he's a on bike, a bike. Obvious so they just the holiday. budget. Obviously, yeah. <laughs> so they just speed up the footage mm. really noticeably, like, like badly. Yeah, yeah, quite um, badly. And since they mess around with time there, it kind of makes me believe that maybe... I don't know, unless that's a mistake on Google or something, but unless they wanted... I oh, I feel that they had a quota of a time limit and they didn't know how to reach it, so they just slightly slowed down the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really hope that's true. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you guys have any more uh, any more notes on the, the montage? On the montage? No, my next note is... Uh, I took, I've taken several notes on what I believe to be a recurring theme, which is... Mm-hmm. Well, not necessarily a recurring theme, but a recurring motif, which is masks. I took a note on the opening yes. scene, and then here I've got a mask from when that character puts on what looks like blackface or possibly a gimp mask. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't have any theories on what the masks signify, but I, have n- I just took notes several times in the film where characters were wearing masks. I have one note uh, on a similar part of uh, that scene and the bit just before it. It shows a, a character that I've named David Cross. The guy with the flat cap and the glasses because yeah, he looks yeah. kind of like he David Cross. He does look a bit like David Cross. <laughs> uh, and um, it's him and uh, Etna Mode in the foyer of the hotel that they're in. 
and they're just staring at each other for a really <laughs> uncomfortable amount of time. Yeah. And then they just like sort of stay, they say something and they start moving and all their bones crack. <laughs> My note is just that like why like what is happening here and then my fellow my yeah my follow-up point is blackface but also when he's like put he like sticks his uh, face mask which is black onto the mirror in front of him mm. and start as sort of like traces like a like a chinese symbol mm. onto the mirror it actually really well foreshadows a later scene yeah in which they're in the same no not the same bathroom they're a different bathroom and uh, one of them sticks on like a hot tap and steams up the room and a message appears on the mirror. Oh, hold on. No, I think you guys have interpreted this wrong because that's the same bathroom. That's what, when the steam comes on, that reveals the man's note and that's how they know where to find him. That's, yeah. what, that's what I took. Pretty it's sure the same bathroom. What it is. I'm but pretty it's a different sure it's guy, bathroom. isn't it? It is a different guy. Well, no, 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 because they, that, they, they, they go into his room and see that it's trash. And that's why they're all confused. And that's mm. why it's really this hilarious moment that one of the guys goes in and has a bath. But when waiting for his bath to draw, that's why they're all surprised when they come in and see that he's in a towel. But mm. when the steam comes in, it's, it's his... It's like he wrote that on the mirror. That's kind of how they know where to go. Obviously, your man, I took it that they knew, like he knew he was going to end up somewhere or he put down a, co- a message or something. But I thought it was a different character that wrote the note. Oh, it is. It's the, it's the man that goes missing. He writes the is note. It? Yeah, the man who goes, the director writes the note after he takes off his face mask. Right. Obviously alluding to something he's doing later or something. Right. Um, mm. I think that's actually, he writes down the, the strip club, Thing that he goes to, and then oh, they find okay. the, yeah. the 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 key the keychain, and there's a, a thing from the. We're book. getting right. way way ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my um, next my next note is on an, our next scene with our boy. It is just elevator. Never skip leg day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I fully remember the scene enough to get that. Butch, do you want I to don't elaborate? Fi- I don't think it even makes sense uh, in the context of the scene unless you've gone into mine and Jack's personal theory about Mr. Bean. Uh, anyway, so they get in the elevator. There's these uh, these these two women that just there's these two women that just uh, sort of manhandle uh, this. Uh, this, the, the, I believe it's the director. They just kind of yeah, manhandle yeah. him. Because they're, the, they're taking him away, trying I think, to. Anyway. I think they're trying to disappear him. And then Bean steps into the elevator to make sure that they're doing the job properly, obviously, you know. Of course, <laughs> of course. My, this is, I may as well get into my theory now about why they're there. Uh, it's, I'm thinking this is like a saw or escape room type thing. Where they've all received oh. this ticket saying, come here for gambling and fun. But actually, it's like a big... Like escape room death trap that Bean has set up for his own personal amusement. That's what. That's why the cameraman's there. He's like cameraman's just been hired to film all of this. Uh, right. We'll get into that in the very next scene. The cameraman rebels and uh, things happen. But anyway, they pull the director into the elevator. Bean's there, and then they get so preoccupied taking selfies with Mister Bean that the director is able to escape. Mm. And, I would uh, like to add that it. As the doors of the elevator close, uh, Mr. Bean does this really, really gross flicker of his tongue. <laughs> Just is the last thing of his face you see yeah, as the lips close. Uh, those poor women, I can only imagine. Uh, <laughs> I have a note on this scene. Wait, hold on. So why, 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 what leg day? So what's your note on this scene, Rob? What's leg day? <laughs> is that your note? No. <laughs> What what is leg day? Why do you have that? What device? is your note, Rob? Why are you delaying this? Like, come on. <laughs> okay, I'll just never understand this joke then. Um, 
So I, my it's next not for the microphone. A... <laughs> 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 um, my yeah. So I just said um, my here's another smiley face moment. Uh, I just said Bean is so happy to take selfies. <laughs> really cute. Whatever yeah, they ask him, really because cute. they ask, he gets asked so much throughout the movie. But every time he gets asked, he seems genuinely surprised, really happy to do it, and he pulls yeah. loads of like silly faces. Um, so I, uh, oh yeah, my next note isn't until uh, kind of later on when Bean appears again. Do you guys have that? Yeah, I have a note then? on that same scene. I think that's my next note as well. Uh, what about you, Butch? I, d- I do as well. He drops a bunch of what look like M&Ms. Call back to Bean. <laughs> yes, that, is, <laughs> yeah. that is my note. It's just in all caps, same, similar to my note on Bean, um, when his first appearance is just M&Ms in cap spaced out with a giant smiley face next to it. It's obviously a big callback to being 1997. But then I... a bunch of guys in suits appear behind him. I presume they're Bean's bodyguards. And they pick him up and like take him off to uh, evidently they're like he's getting distracted with the M&Ms we need to get into his next, you know, important meeting or whatever because he's the president of China. And then yeah, he these seems guys also when they carry him away. And then these guys also I believe kidnap both the cameraman and the director. Yeah. So mm. evidently these guys are on Bean's like enemy list. The cameraman is clearly seen too much and probably has evidence <laughs> and so they need to abduct him. And the director I don't know, didn't want a selfie with Bean, and so now he's getting abducted as well, I guess? Yeah. I completely forgot about this scene. I, f- I forgot about the fact that they take Bean away, and it's completely changed by outlook on the ending. In a way, in a way, well, I'll get to that later, but just remember the three people that do get taken away. Well, actually, no, just remember the director at Bean, and I'll get to it later. Okay. I will get to it later. Keep that seed in my brain. Um, I Just a quick note on just before Bean gets taken away. Another smiley face moment here. Uh, I just loved how incredibly specific he was about the order of the M&Ms he picks up. He seems to have an exact order <laughs> yeah, of the way like he wants to pick them up. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, now, one, I know it's one. obviously like a co- like he's blocking whoever's behind him, yeah. which I, I think is like, it turns out to be like... Um, if one we of just his bodyguards. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> some important man anyway. And he 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 keeps interrupting him, so the bodyguards take be, lift Bean up and take him away. Um, but then the cameraman just before he gets taken, or does he get? Ta- I didn't think he did. He he, he, I I does. Think he does. Oh, he does because he he's does, yeah. He's they find later. him later. Um, yeah. but he is filming what's happening on his yeah. back camera. And and that's then why Bean he's... has to make him disappear, of course. <laughs> but he's trying to show... He, he's filming it for like evidence for later so he can show the rest of the cast or whatever. Um, but he films what's happening on his back camera. He turns his phone around to him yeah. to like film himself. But then when he like signs off at the end, he's talking to his back camera and he's still recording. He turns his phone back around and then kisses his front camera. Yeah, because something I found. Yeah, but why does he kiss the wrong camera? They wouldn't have seen him kiss goodbye. I don't know. That's uh, then my next note is just because there's a transition shot after this, and the transition shots are just ridiculously dramatic. Oh yeah, they remind me those like uh, remember like those Bollywood um, transition memes became really big. Um, I do. Yeah, yeah, this is like this is literally on that same tier. Like there's like ten different shots of the of the hotel or casino from outside from different angles, and just those a whoosh sound effects when it goes between them. Fucking beautiful. was very hilarious um but so, yeah so the next next, the next scene, scene is, is uh it's it's the trashed room isn't it yeah, yeah this is yeah. what we were talking about earlier the cast come to the director's room and find it trashed mm. um but there's a weird moment before they come into the room where they're all kind of nervous they're like then... i don't i didn't read it as nervous i they're just standing outside the door and then they're kind of they, no, they haven't seemed to have knocked on the door or anything. Not like they're mm. waiting. They just seem to be standing there talking out, right outside his door. Yeah. Um, and then one of the characters starts 
live streaming? Yeah, but yeah. They, I, I was like, where are they taking... I thought they were like, are taking like, selfies. I thought it was selfie, stream. but then you see his phone screen and there's like comments and stuff. Oh, and they're right, all smiling yeah. and waving. Yeah. Um, and then they all seem very happy to be on the live stream, except one of them. And then he keeps kind of... The one who's angry keeps kind of like telling him to stop. It seems like he's mm. motioning to stop. But he kind of just keeps putting the phone back up and live streaming. This goes on for about you two know. minutes. Yeah. You guys have um, seen that movie. Uh, it had like Emma Roberts and one of the Francos in it. Uh, Nerve, I think it was called. No, no, I have to. Where it's it's it, the plot of it is like it's there's an app that you download and it tells you to like you know people are watching you live stream yourself doing increasingly dangerous activities and you get rewards for it and then if you don't do it they kill you and it's it's not a particularly <laughs> great film but I don't know I was just getting subtle vibes of it from that. My only note on this uh, bit when they're outside the door is just uh, the director's son has Teddy. On his jacket. Yes, I took the exact same note. Wait, the the little teddy bears on his. Yeah, yeah. yeah I have I have a note about that later on. Um, I, I took it, that. It's to another mean smiley that face is, moment. I took that um, to mean that he's actually a uh, a double agent for Bean, similar to uh, spoiler <laughs> alert for the Saw movies, but similar to the Saw movies, how sometimes the 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 oh, apparent yeah. victims turn out to be allies of Jigsaw. Here, yeah. he's yeah. actually working for Bean behind the scenes. <laughs> I took it to mean that he's uh, a surrogate. Sort of like a carrier body for the, the soul of Teddy, because you know, Robert, <laughs> the soul that as inhabits it, Teddy. Yeah, as yeah. as we yeah. know, like Teddy can communicate. Yeah, yeah, and he, he moves his head. Yeah, he moves yeah. his head, and like and Bean, in nineteen eighty seven, he he visibly falls asleep. Yeah, yeah. when <laughs> Bean and Bean holds him to his ear all the time, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, he, it is know. a soul that only that only Bean can communicate with somehow. And somehow, exactly. through some get-out-being-John-Malkovich magic, he has transferred him into the body of the director's son. <laughs> that's, that's my take on it, and I have more on that later on. I think my, my, note, my note on, the, on the, the man is so much more innocent. I just, it's just another smiley face moment that just says, <laughs> pink, pink bear cardigan. Rob, were you son. paying any attention to the subtlety of this film? <laughs> I didn't know it was genuine. I think it was like minute like 15 or 20. I just got so pissed off with this film. I, I just hate, like I just outright started <laughs> hating it. So I just needed to find little bits that Make were like escapes happy. kind of. Yeah, yeah. They were just kind of like little outlets for me to like, if I ever got stressed or annoyed, I could just think, oh, well, I mean, I liked your man's teddy bear cardigan. I thought that was nice. So I just kind of have little bits like that that remind myself that There's you know there is tragic about that. But I love it. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, my note that I took when I saw his teddies on his cardigan was just in all capitals. Bean has eyes everywhere. <laughs> That's it. Um, my next note is when they. Now, there's a couple of ways to read this scene. I There's two different ways I, I read it. Is One is they're imagining what could have happened to the director. Yeah. And the mm. other way is that they're recalling memories of the director. And the reason I say they're recalling memories is because of something that happens later. Right. Um, now, I'll come back to that later. But well, you see, um, but, but we'll discuss the scene. So he's... he's... Giving the, it, the scene is like they come into the trashed room and they it sort of goes into sort of a wibbly wobbly transition that suggests it's it's what someone's thinking, and it is what they're thinking is the director by the pool giving the the same two women from the elevator, uh, the same two women from leg day. He's giving them a foot <laughs> rub, uh, which yeah, like a foot massage. Uh, yeah, and then 
Uh, one he doesn't of them, seem to be enjoying it either. He, he seems to be kind of grossed he's out. Very stressed. Yeah, he's yeah. Quite very irate. stressed, and he's giving them like a proper fucking intense foot rub. Like, mm. and then one of them falls over and seems. No, no, to... no, no, no. Hold on. She doesn't just fall over. He helps her up, and she has the most, like, the longest, most dramatic fall, and somehow off screen yeah. hits her head on a vase yeah, and like a dies. Plant or so- yeah, yeah, she dies. And visible, She's, her head she... is covered yeah. in blood. And then the police just suddenly show up, and in a commentary on the police brutality currently going on in China and Hong Kong, uh, they they just beat him presumably yeah. to death. But 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 the police are the cast. They are the cast members dressed up as policemen. Yep, it's it's commentary on how you can't trust anyone <laughs> because they they might be working for the Chinese government. You can't trust anyone. We're yeah. definitely banned in China. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> but David Cross. <laughs> uh, I've got to start referring to him He seems to be either imagining this And the reason I'll, I'll just say it now Just so I don't forget The reason I say this is either them imagining the scenario Or they're recalling a memory Because later on the film When it's revealed that this man is still The director is still alive and well yeah. Or someone pres- claiming to be the director As we've established This <laughs> applies to a, to being John Malkovich and get out rules, so it might be someone inhabiting his body. <laughs> yes, could be. But he, when we visit him later at the end of the movie and find out he's still alive, he is giving foot massages. Oh yeah. So like, it's obviously something he does, mm. or it's something he gets roped into, or something. But um, Just anyway, constantly roped into giving foot massages. <laughs> God anyway. damn it. <laughs> anyway, David Cross is like imagining the, or, or remembering the scenario, and I just have a note. Uh, actor licks lips, imagining murdering oh, yeah. director being beaten by them as police. Yeah, he's obviously loving this image because he's, like, he's oh, licking his lips, yeah. and the other cast members like kind of try and snap him out of like, hey, mm. and they kind of like get angry at him for I don't know if for talking the situation or maybe he's he's not maybe he's imagining it and not vocalizing it, so he's just like you know dead air maybe from yeah. him. I don't know. It's um, so strange, but yeah. Um, I don't really. Oh yeah, my next note is from the um. When, I have when one he more goes... note on that scene where they're in the director's uh, suite. Yeah, and they're all yeah. For as well, they're so chill that the place has been yeah. thrashed, and they mm. just sort of start looting the place as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the magician guy, he just sort of starts like scream singing. <laughs> like I think he's like trying to calm them down when they realize. The director's missing. Yeah, yeah. And he just starts singing this song, but just slowly escalates into literal screaming. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know what that could mean. Um, I don't know for, what he was trying to do. For any listeners that are trying to keep up with the the story, this is the same scene we were talking about earlier, where they're in the bathroom mm. and one of the actors decides to take a bath in this horrible situation, and then the steam fogs up the mirror and we see mm. what the director had written previously which we're assuming is some sort of address or some sort of you know what he's doing later which leads them to their next steps of where yeah. to find him they also find a keychain with a moscow style written on it yeah i have yeah uh, i just like to say to anyone uh, to any listeners trying to follow along with the story i'm sorry <laughs> yeah this don't is the try one. Don't bother. This is the one movie you can't like prepare. You can't watch it yourselves. I mean, you could theoretically watch this yourselves if you're in a country where this is no longer allowed to be listened to. (laughs) (laughs) I have a kind of a theory because obviously earlier on I I made reference to 
perhaps this film is just Willy Wonka for gambling. Um, <laughs> but in the scene where the guy gets out of the bath and he's like, oh, the message of the mirror. Yeah, yeah. And he's got a towel wrapped around his head and around his thing. He looks like Princess Leia. Yeah, because yeah. he has the two, like, folds on either yeah. ear. And yeah, and um, my I have a note down that just says, is this Star Wars? <laughs> it's definitely Star Wars. It's definitely <laughs> Star Wars. Uh, because then they go to the strip club, or this bar, this, like, high-class stripper bar. Wait. Are we skipping the very important penis reveal scene? <laughs> Oh, of course, the penis reveal, and they're all looking at his dick, and they keep looking at his dick. They yeah. keep Sorry, looking at his dick, and they, they all scream except dick. the girl, who just kind of stares at it, and then, and then only they get screams when everyone else screaming. asks her, why isn't she screaming? <laughs> well, I assume that's what they I presume asking. that's what they ask her. I don't know. <laughs> it, it just <laughs> Pena- um, The after... towel drops, the penis is revealed, all the guys sort of scream and look away, the girl is just staring straight ahead. The, the, the guy in the towel just says something to her, everyone looks at her, and then about five seconds later, she just shrieks. And yeah. then that's the scene. <laughs> um, I don't know when this happens, um, but it's somewhere between um, uh, when the man, break, one of the actors breaks into, or not breaks in, but sneaks into like a locker room. And um, that's that's after that's like mid strip club, so we're getting right up to that. Mm. Okay, it was just between the strip club and uh, this bathroom scene, but at some point, the Russian narrator says "surprise," or "surprise," <laughs> which I thought was very funny. It's that, is, smiley that, face is, that is, that is, I know they say "surprise" right towards the end, like during they the know, Cleopatra scene. They say this a few times. Yeah. I have, I note it down every time they say it. "surprise." Um, this is the first time. And he says, surprise. Um, nice. But it's it's one of the few uh, lines of dialogue or few phrases that's in English. Yeah. And everyone is like the Russian narrator, the Russian overdub and the actual Chinese actress is, is saying surprise. It, yeah. Um, there's, also, there's, I'm... there's like a scene where she has a back and forth with the uh, the other celebrity cameo in English for like. Yeah. A yeah. Few they both yeah. Speak English. Yeah. Um, yep. I have a few notes on the stripper club, which is where we're at the stripper club, right? Yes. Are we at the we goddamn are. stripper club? We are. I, I have yeah. just before we get to the actual strip club, I'm pretty sure this very early on. I do have a note. Um, when one of the actors breaks into the kind of locker room of the strippers. Oh yeah, David um, Cross. Yeah, yeah. And I just like I just wrote. Um, I didn't know what to call the people they were kind of chasing, so I just called them extortionists. Um, and my note is just extortionists have notebook with main target's face on the cover. In an actual like target, like a bullseye, yeah. like target, which is just on the cover. I just really like that image that they like printed out a picture of like a target and then printed out a separate picture of this man's face, <laughs> perfectly cut around the face and placed it on the target on the cover of this notebook that details everything. I mean, <laughs> I presumed that that was like uh, the the latest edition of Mr. Bean's diary. <laughs> that Possibly, seems like the sort of thing he'd do. Like if manifesto. you've read his, if you've read the uh, publicly available version of his diary from the mid nineties, uh, then uh, he, you know, there's a lot of stuff in there about Giles that me and Jack won't get into this week. But uh, it Rest seems like the sort Giles. of thing he'd do. If I, I think yeah. Jack will agree. Um. Uh. God, what? Yeah, okay. Uh, the bar is obviously meant to be like Moss Eisley's Cantina from uh, <laughs> Star Wars. Either We're just going with ja- the Star Wars theory now, are we? Yeah, uh, <laughs> either right. that or uh, Jabba's Palace. Oh, uh, because oh, possibly. There's a few, you know, the, 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 even the music played in the background is kind of similar to that weird uh, like dance number that they put 
into episode six of Star mm. Wars. It's got I've that got a I've got a note on the music here. My note is to the left, to the right. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. One of the one of the dancers is singing in Chinese and then randomly changes to English to say to the left, to the to right, right, and they go straight back to Chinese. Yeah. I yeah. just I don't understand. Uh, one of the characters obviously uses a Jedi mind trick at the bar to get information <laughs> about the director disappearing. Uh, also, how is the oh this yeah I referred to the director's son as Teddy because nice. well he yeah, is yeah. Teddy. Uh, how is Teddy so drunk? He's like I think he's better be drunk in the scene, but oh, he, really? they don't show up drinking. But he's proper like either that or he's just super emotional. His dad's gone missing, but he's proper like. <laughs> Like slurring his words, uh, like maybe slurring his words and kind of like yeah, yeah. teetering all over the place and oh, stuff. Oh, I didn't get that. Uh, if there's anyone out there who yeah. uh, is able to provide a translation of this movie, uh, yeah, you know, like just a, just a subtitle Chinese file, we'd, be, mu- we'd be very appreciated. Yeah. yeah, I mean, again, if any of you speak Chinese or Russian, please get in contact. Yeah, get in, the, get in the touch if you're willing to on, on our social provide media. your services. My next, note, other... my next note Ooh. is just the locker scene It's just locker 609 Significant question mark Ooh. I have that, I didn't write it down But I thought that the, that exact moment I was like, that means something hmm. I didn't know what it meant and I, I know, thought It's I not pro- too far off 616 It's not <laughs> too far off 69 Never skip oh. leg day Never skip yeah. leg day <laughs> um, I just have a note about this weird Like, game this man, one of the actors seems to play with the possible extortionists. Yeah. Um. They. I forget how it's. Star- oh yeah. They. For some reason, one of the actors starts talking to these people. I'm just going to call them extortionists for now. I know. I know they're, they're Bean's not, but... bodyguards. <laughs> <laughs> right, this man starts talking with uh, Bean's bodyguards, and they they seem very like threatening towards him. Mm. Um. And then. I somehow they all get a drink and they start downing the drink and yeah. then the actor wins and then all of the people who are with the two main bodyguards seem to like the actor now. Yeah. So then the actor seems to be put in a position where he gets to put the two bodyguards under like these weird games that are kind of horrible. You, it's all Jedi mind tricks. <laughs> I don't know how he's he's elevated some position of power. Um, I can't really remember any of the the weird games that they do. Yeah, I do know at one point they they say the words one two three four in English. <laughs> That's all I have taken down about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, also, I can't remember the games. Um, the well, one of the games is actually yeah. The <laughs> he makes one of the as you're calling him the extortionists. Like he sat in a chair or something. He has like a tissue dispenser. Yeah, on his they belly. rip tissues out of there. Just going, like, and whoever screaming. like rips them out first, I guess, yeah. wins. But then, uh, but randomly, then it shows him like be like led around, but like his nose and his ears filled with yes, lit cigarettes. They both have lit cigarettes and they're just wandering around weirdly. And everyone's like laughing and having a good time. And at one point, the two guys seem to, even though they're willingly taking part in these games, at one point they just randomly decide that they're mad at him. And stop doing yeah, it, and then know. all the people that were originally laughing and having fun seemed to turn on the actor, and then all, oh, all of a sudden have, they all just turned on him. I have it written down what it is. What he forces two guys to kiss. Oh yes, he he's putting their two, two heads together to try and kiss. Yeah, I uh, just assumed that was one of the games, isn't, though. Isn't, like isn't it was that a game illegal of chicken in China? No, 
I actually looked this up as well. um, So homosexuality in China has not been a crime since the 80s, I believe. In fact, historically, China's been really, really cool with homosexuality and lots of like the old emperors and uh, dynasties have had lots of homosexual family members and such. Mm, Right, all right. Don't go too far. We don't want this episode to be allowed in China or anything. Sorry. (laughs) but uh, (laughs) Well, that's lovely to hear. In uh, the 18th century, I can't remember the name of the dynasty, but one of the dynasties uh, wanted to really westernize China. And part of westernizing China was homosexuality is bad. And it became illegal and was classified as a mental illness until the 1980s. However... Uh, homosexual marriages are still not allowed and there's a lot of issues with trans rights and stuff as well. Oh, that's fucked. I mean, Mr. Bean, as we have seen in the previous film, is very accepting of trans rights. So maybe in this alternate Beaniverse, maybe his his rule of China (laughs) has allowed homosexual marriage. Maybe. Perhaps. Perhaps. Um, But yeah, so continuing on with the plot, um, or lack lack, lack thereof one, um, since the the men are now mad and uh, at the actor, they chase him out of the... Actually, do they chase him or do they chase another one? They chase the guy that I have credited as uh, Jabba. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who's <laughs> the, the guy that own, who I think is meant to own the strip club. He's the kind of own older dude, club? but he has the stripes shaved into his head. One of the actors. No. No, they chase one of the actors. Do they chase? Oh, they chase... Yeah. Um... They chase one of the actors, and then he, they chase him outside, and he grabs, you'll notice, a bottle of water. That yeah. bottle of water, that exact same brand, was also in Locker 609. Oh, uh, fuck. And you'll oh, also yeah, notice it's... in the background, there's like an, a logo. I took note of this, like a logo with an owl or something, which was also on the live streaming app the cast were using earlier. So I'm oh, not sure uh... if that's product placement or if that's commentary. It could go <laughs> either world way. I have written down, actually, yeah, for the chase scene. They're chasing the magician guy who's like playing all these games. He gets really fucking drunk because they're like drinking games. Is it the magician guy? It's the magician guy, yeah. Oh, interesting. It's him and Teddy get chased. And they run into David Cross, who's after being caught peep. Well, no, he's not meant to be peeping on the on like you know yeah, the dancers yeah. in this club. Uh, and they pretty much like sacrifice David Cross. They're like, oh no, like take him and fucking yeah, yeah. peg it. Like now, I have a, a note, a few notes on this chase on, just scene. Just a second, isn't that exactly what happens at the beginning of Return of the Jedi? It is, isn't it? Luke comes and he says, "We want Han Solo back, and in return, you can have C three PO." Yeah! yeah. <laughs> oh my god! It, I'm telling you! Fucking telling you! <laughs> I have a few notes on the um, the chase scene, so, like, I, I'm sure it's probably supposed to be a, a, a joke, um, but when the actor runs out of the strip club, there's a bench in front of him, and instead of just, like, running around the bench or, <laughs> or even just easily over stepping it. over, yeah. yeah, the bench only comes up to, like, his shin. He can <laughs> yeah. easily just step over it with a normal stride, but for some reason he gets down on, like, all fours and, like, yeah. sideways climbs over it really uh, slowly. I um, have one more really, 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 really important note on this scene, which is that uh, the guy that I'm, I've called Jabba, the, who I think is the owner of the club, the guy with the stripes on the side mm. of his hair, whatever, the older dude, gets knocked unconscious and uh, Teddy breathes just over his face really loudly, just like yep. breathes all over his face, mm. uh, obviously transferring the soul that... But no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not sure that he does breathe out. I think that he uh, inhales. I took it as he was stealing his soul to See, become I, more powerful. I do have both taken down because I wasn't sure... 
I was just going to go with the breathing out for this, like transferring his uh, to a different host. But either or, there's some weird shit going on with Teddy in this film. I um this this is another small. Uh, hold on, I'm just going to read the last note of the chase scene. Uh, you guys mentioned earlier that he stops for a bottle of water. And mm. um, I just found this part obviously it's supposed to be another kind of joke, but I I I did actually kind of find it kind of funny that he he stops at a, a water stand and picks up a bottle of water and then starts spraying the like just throwing the water. Yeah. But every single one of the men seems to stop five feet away from him because he's throwing water. Obviously, they're like, you know, it's dangerous to them of some sort. And then he starts drinking the water, not spraying it anymore, but they still don't pursue him. And then he spits out the water, and then he continues running, and then they wait a second, and they follow him again. But It's it's, it's obviously holy water. Oh, oh, wow. And these are beans, guys coming out of his body. Also spot on angels. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so this next, you guys mentioned about the the man um, coming unconscious, Jabba. Um, This is part of a a small little, um, like, sub, sub uh, series in this episode I'm going to call along with my smiley faces I'm going to call Guy is dead never mind <laughs> because a lot of points in this film people seem to die and then you're led to believe that they're dead and then afterwards it's just kind of oh never mind um, so this is my right. first one my exact note is Guy is dead and then sub note never mind <laughs> <laughs> I have um, a, I have a few notes here that uh, aren't really notes on the scene but are just uh, like observations that I made the first of which is Bean hates democracy and the second is <laughs> the second is they can't call the police because Bean controls them <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was thinking that why do they never control the police I, well, uh, why do they never call police because they're in Bean's power <laughs> that makes one sense. thing that really made me laugh was when it cuts to the next scene it's like the next morning and they're kind of like it looks like they're trying to come up with like a plan of action mm. uh <laughs> david cross like runs in and is like completely just like like filthy and like really haggard yeah, it's, like, yeah. he's obviously been running all night <laughs> like, like he's just got back to the hotel and now. none of them seem to care <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're just, just comes eating in breakfast. And he's like by the way i'm running all night like cheers <laughs> hold on this is another um another small sub series i'm i'm inventing for this episode <laughs> um called uh <laughs> swallow your fucking food there's a, a lot of points in this movie people just talk with their mouths full of food it's half so tune right. and it happens so often yeah. So and it's right. so annoying because it's not even like they're not even in situations where like two of the two of the main points that are coming to mind right now is when they free the cameraman mm. and the, right now and both you're supposed to assume both times that these people haven't eaten in a long time because they both make noises like oh yeah while they're eating which yeah. is obviously overdubbed and, and mainly with the cameraman but we'll get to that when we get to it um yeah but you say the cameraman he, what you mean is the cameraman's body <laughs> now, uh, my next but, right, but hold is, on, hold on, hold on. I'm not oh, done, sorry. Butch. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm getting ahead of myself. But yeah, you are. Like, hold on, just because your episode. Um, so, <laughs> um, you're supposed to. We're supposed to assume this man hasn't eaten in a while, but he takes one bite doesn't swallow makes a noise as if he's satisfied that ah oh, finally food but he hasn't swallowed it he's still obviously starving yeah. and then he decides to talk to him with this one piece of food in his mouth um, so yeah, that's this is the beginning of my series of uh, uh, swallow your fucking food um. <laughs> speaking of food my next note is just oh, yeah. the fucking kitchen scene. Yes! <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I, I, I thought my notes were mixed up, but it actually is before this scene. We will get back to the kitchen scene in due course. I do have one note um, before this of... Um, you guys. It makes sense that you guys have called him the, the sixth actor that didn't come originally. Yeah. But 
it's another one of my smiley face moments um, because this man looks hilarious. Uh, it is a very, very overweight man with like a, a, a checkered shirt buttoned yeah. right up to the top and he has a yellow dicky bow and suspenders and he's wearing a plaid backpack and he looks so funny. He seems I, so sweet. And it's yeah, so annoying. Yeah. Like, they all obviously don't want him to be there. They're yeah, so, yeah, because like, they sell him like, out as soon as they meet yeah. him. Um, and also like I, I, I assumed from the phone call that they were supposed to like meet him at the airport or something um, but I, I just have to take note of how funny this man looked to me um, and also I want to say that on the that phone call I can't remember who says it but uh, somebody or I might not be on that phone call I don't have my notes ordered by like when things happen so I don't know who says this but somebody says bye bye in English and the subtitles yeah. in Chinese actually say bye bye like, <laughs> so not even translated should we get um, on to yeah. the fucking kitchen scene? The kitchen, the scene, kitchen baby. scene is this the is one arguably, factor of this film. I yeah, I would argue that this and Bean's appearance are the only two redeeming factors of the film. Because I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't paying the most attention this this watch. It's not like I was. Dist- <laughs> it's not like I was distracted by anything. It's just I was getting kind of lost and kind of bored. And there were a few times partway through the strip club scene being one of them. One of the times where I was just like, I don't, I really just would rather be doing something else. But then the kitchen scene yeah. came up and I was, oh, I was revitalized by this scene. Firstly, <laughs> like I, those <laughs> rotating <laughs> knives. Like, yeah. what is and that? The, and hold on. They, um, when that first comes up and they get like the, what seems to be like the, one of the head chefs or something. Mm. One of the head chefs. Um, <laughs> uh, they... They, I don't know if they think they're alone in the room or something, but two of the actors come in and they full on shove this man's head the into a knife. Reaction well, here's what's happening: yeah, they, they, they listen in through the door and they're hearing one of the chefs talking on the phone. And what I'm presuming this is is a scene where they're listening through the door and they, there's a comic misunderstanding. They think he's saying something malicious when really he's just like ordering food or something. And then yeah, they go in there, I mean, and I presume that they think he's got their kidnapped friend, and so they hold him to these rotating knives. Which which instantly are attached to a table with clamps that are clearly designed for humans. Yeah, yeah, there's no other way to, yeah, like... There's, there's no other this. animal that is going to fit in those other than maybe apes. But, but, but <laughs> And then it turns out, I think what it's meant to be is that it's for killing piglets. Yeah, yeah, because it put the camera pans down, and this, and for some reason they're under some sort of quilt. But this man, mm, they the are alive the as well. It's not like yeah. this is a deli slice. They, they are slaughtering their piglets yeah. in house. They My... are live pigs in a cage in the no, restaurant no, kitchen. No, no, not pigs, piglets. <laughs> Baby bitch. <laughs> I my note on this is just uh, Jesus fucking Christ! They're holding this dude to a pig disemboweler. That thing would tear his face <laughs> apart. And also, and like, yeah, the characters have no morals when it comes to killing people. Because so many points, it happens a few times mm. in the film where they're very, very close to murdering someone, and they to have be fair, no, as far care. as I'm aware, this Bean movie has the least deaths of any of them. <laughs> A resounding z- Well, no, uh, this... Now, I'll come to it later, but this does have two deaths. Oh. oh. Might yeah. be tied. Might be tied. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I think all of them have at least two deaths. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Two, two on two that are seen, anyway. My next uh, note is just Chef Fu. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I have a note just before that. Um, and this is before the fight scene, um, where this actually comes into play later. Oh, where they're but I throwing the-, the lettuce. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. It's the very first time it happens when the two actors are visibly just trying to explain themselves. Yeah. Um, it's just one of the chefs. <laughs> no, before the lettuce, I found this, for some reason, I found this funnier than the lettuce. Um, <laughs> it's the first time it happens, and they wait ages before and after doing it as well. Mm. She's like mid sentence, and they just throw a big thing of like herbs at her. <laughs> yeah. And they, yeah. She just kind of catches them in her arm, mm. and they, she kind of stops talking for a second to kind of assess what's just happened. Yeah. Before That's another one of my smiley faces. Moments. Rob, I think I might have a, a you might have it taken down already, but I have an addition to uh, swallow your fucking food in this oh, scene, yeah, yeah. which is when they when yeah. the first yes. round of lettuce is thrown, yes. it goes in the guy's mouth, yeah. and he kind of goes to eat it. He, like, yeah. he's, he's like uh, with his then, mouth open, and then obviously kind of like realizes he's on camera. And <laughs> Bit of a fort wall break there. It, t- it takes him a good like thirty seconds to spit out this. T- May yeah. I say, not even a full like this tiny, a tiny shred of lettuce. of lettuce. He could have spit out, but he decides to kind of chew it in his mouth with his mouth open for like thirty seconds before. He I assumed. It out. I assumed that was a little character beat. It might have just been the actor was hungry and starved that day because the Chinese government are ruthless bastards. But uh, <laughs> but uh, it might just be a little character beat of just my character is fat and so he eats, but then it's lettuce and so the fat character is like, oh no healthy and spits it out um what, <laughs> my know. next note is why lettuce why does that incite a battle <laughs> <laughs> i mean i was um, i was kind of similar in that they're clearly like trying to like defend themselves against these people they think have been threatening to kill one of the chefs and their first instinct oh, is lettuce <laughs> <laughs> No, their first just, instinct is herbs. Sorry, their first instinct is water herbs. and cell walls. Like, <laughs> um, and then uh, my next notes are just kind of on the fight scene in general. Um, yeah. There's there's a, a scene where um, one of the men throw a pot at the uh, one of the chefs throw a pot at the actress. With a whisk. Yeah, she hits it with a whisk and it goes back and hits him dead in the head, which probably would cause a concussion or some yeah, internal bleeding. Or so off, my, uh, we, my, we can my note count is that just death whisks if you want. can't mm. do that. <laughs> the whisk would break. <laughs> Um, but right here, I have a trio, a holy trio of a smiley face, a frowny face, and a very big smiley face. Wow. Um, right in a row. So the first one is a CG pot with a nice smile. Amazing. My frowny face is the CGI smoke, which I just thought looked I, I have a note on the CGI smoke, or should, should I say the CGI tear gas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it acts more as tear because I think it's supposed to be some sort of like uh spice or something it's, is it I'm saying, i put down does that dust make them high because they just sort of start staring at the light like Whoa. yeah it's weird i i hated that and then my my big my big smiley face is the cgi jump which i yeah. think you guys remember that is yeah. the highlight of the entire movie so when he, it's gonna slow-mo jumps over this because the jump is in three arcs i don't know and obviously mm. it's to it's for editing purposes because yeah. they obviously have to edit him slowly going yeah. over so it starts off with him doing a regular jump and then there's him and i they do it behind the scenes while the credits play and we see yeah, him like on a rope work. Yeah, you know, on a yeah. wire going over and then the the final transition is him landing um but the way it's edited doesn't look like a smooth jump it Not looks like all. a really long like like, uh, like he's floating over the table which i really liked oh my god <laughs> now, are we uh, at this point i think the uh, the i shall refer to him as lettuce man uh he uh, i think at this point he is on the uh, the pig slaughtering table and he is bound up like yeah. I said, in yeah. those shackles that can't possibly fit piglets, but must be for <laughs> humans and nothing else. And I then the rotating blades are about to come up between his legs. Wait, wait, before we get to that. Oh, yeah, the, the other hangover a... reference. <laughs> yeah, but also, uh, that character that 
launches himself into the into the what I call the pig disemboweler. <laughs> is that's Teddy? He's oh, just yes. not wearing his jacket anymore because he got rid of Teddy's soul. Ah, <laughs> I see. And, he gave it to the, Jabba, obviously. And the, yeah, and the note I have is: Does Teddy attempt to end his own soulless <laughs> suffering? <laughs> I mean, it's like that scene in Return of the Living Dead. <laughs> um, Jack, are both are you saying the uh, other Hangover reference in uh, as there is a, a big boxer in the scene, a big African American boxer that makes a cameo in this scene? Evander Holyfield is in this scene and he speaks in English. I took that that he just was not arsed to learn any Chinese dialogue. Um, I uh, I didn't know who he was. I so my note here was who is this gentleman? He's speaking English, and I looked him up and was just I, like, oh right, former professional boxer. Yeah. It's a hangover. <laughs> I I know him from an episode of Phineas and Ferb. I don't know if you guys remember. It's one of the early episodes of Phineas and Ferb. Evander Holyfield makes a an no entrance. Way. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Uh, he has a cameo. What a crossover! But, um, <laughs> but, uh, take, clearly, this takes place in the same universe. I mean, <laughs> Phineas and/or Ferb probably made that pig slaughtering machine. Oh, probably. <laughs> um, or Doofenshmirtz. Or Doofenshmirtz. Um, but I do like the. Uh, for some reason, Evander Holyfield comes out and decides he has to fight the. He's the a woman. chef. Yeah, he's he. I took but him. He's as also head chef. got like a a massive trophy belt on. Under now, his, now, now, now. Here's another smiley so face good. moment. This scene had a lot of smiley faces. Uh, I like how they. He, she, not even him. He, she rips off his clothes to reveal his big. <laughs> boxing belt which he wears under his uniform which he wears under his uniform and I found that he's only fully capable of fighting without a shirt on which I thought was very really funny um, but also in their fight he she kicks a carrot up and hits it at him and he hits the carrot to a point where it chops the carrot yeah to a small piece that goes over to the pig disemboweler and turns, turns it, it on. on. <laughs> Which was a big smiley face yeah. moment for me. Amazing. Um, and then another point, um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with Evander Holyfield lore, but Evander Holyfield had his ear bitten off yeah. in one of his fights. Yeah. And yeah. what this lady, what, wait, 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 obviously wait, in ref- was that a fight with Mike Tyson? Because I know for a fact that Mike Tyson at one point did bite off a bit of someone's ear in a box. I think match. it could have been Tyson, it, and whoa, Mike Tyson is. is in The Hangover. Wait, hold on, yeah. guys. Hold on. Yes, it was. Okay, nice. it was Mike Tyson. Yeah. It was Mike Tyson. The, the link amazing. is completed. It's so good. It's such a <laughs> um, neat little reference. Yeah, neat. so this actress bites off Evander Holyfield's ear, or tries to, in this scene, which mm. is a weird reference that, I mean... I mean, look, they made it. They made the yeah. reference. Um, uh, I have an. Oh, are you, no, no, no. That's that's my last note on the on the kitchen. Scene. I have a note about just you know, obviously the pig disemboweler is now on. Teddy has uh, sacrificed himself to end his soulless <laughs> suffering. But I do have written down. Um, why do they not want Teddy dead? If Teddy <laughs> dies, does the underworld open? <laughs> like... I mean, maybe so. <laughs> I've got a, a few notes about while the scene's happening, it cuts back to the hallway, and you see what I presume again to be being Secret Service. They're all in masks. Just pointing that out. Mm. Mm-hmm. They're all in masks. I believe of either Teddy the or the director. I think it's the director. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking so, whack. Crazy. And there's also a woman dressed in skin, a skin tight leather outfit, also wearing a separate mask, a, in the mask that isn't of the director. So. You know, just saying Damn. masks, recurring theme. 
Mm. Flowers. Um, and also, also they, they kidnap theme. they kidnap David Cross just. Oh, they do. They, try they, they and do, do kidnap David Cross with the lack of plot. Um, um, when we talk about the next scene, which is uh, is it the chase scene? It's the chase scene next? with no. the tuk tuk or whatever that bike thing. Yeah, is. yeah. Um, I they just kind of scene... hop on that bike and take it, which I took to be a reference to the chicken scene in Mr. Bean's Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> now hold on. Yes, definitely a reference, but we are missing a key piece of plot here, mm. which makes no sense time-wise. So, this man, the actor that didn't come in the yellow dicky boat, whose presence delights me, he has arrived at this airport that morning. um, uh, While they're having breakfast. So they go to this kitchen. All this stuff happens while he is waiting at the airport and he seems annoyed on the phone. I'm taking up that they were supposed to collect him and they're not there. Yeah. um, But they go to this kitchen knowing he's there and then the next scene is... They go to the airport. I think I it's. Think? The, I think. I think there are two separate groups. Uh, the female member of the cast goes to the kitchen with David Cross and Teddy, ah, and, then the, and then the magician and uh, someone else. Yeah, the guy who I never gave a name go to the airport to pick up the fat guy who's not only fat, he's physically disabled. He needs a cane to walk, and they wholeheartedly. This goes back to the fact that these characters have no morals. They allow him to be kidnapped. They <laughs> yeah, allow him to be fucking kidnapped. So they come to the, I'm, I'm guessing the airport, um, and the Bean's bodyguards show up again in, in masks of the director um, and start, uh, like, they kind of ask who to kidnap for yeah, some reason. They, yeah. like, ask them, like, are, who are we kidnapping? And they all point to this man who has just arrived. And well, I, pre- I, didn't, I presumed what it was is they came there and they look all threatening and they're like, oh, people have been going missing. And they asked for a specific person. They all just ratted them out immediately. Ah, uh, It's maybe. obviously anyway, a reference to Spartacus. <laughs> but anyway, they um they all point to this man who's just arrived, who's comic, who's very comical, um and has fought. He he throws himself. I didn't read it that he's physically disabled. I just read it that he like threw himself to the floor because he knew he was heavy and they couldn't pick him up. No, he has a cane. Oh, I didn't notice the cane. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the man falls to the floor while they're trying to kidnap him. But I just took that as like, oh, mm. well, it'll be harder to get him into the van. Um. Which is so also a callback up... to the scene with David Cross and the cameraman earlier. Where oh, yeah. all ah, their yes. bones crack. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they end up kidnapping one of the other people. Um. So then the the this man the man who has just arrived. What should we, we need to give him a name? Who's the, the like the yellow dicky bow man? We'll call him. We'll call him Dicky. We'll call, call him, him Dicky. Dick. All right, Dicky and Magician. Dick and Magician. Um, both go <laughs> to this. Uh, what, what are they called? The, the Tuk Tuk? Did you it's say? It's a Tuk Tuk, or a, there's another word for them as well. It's like a bike with a with a little um, carriage, carriage on the back on the to back. carry people around. Yeah. Um, anyway, they they kind of steal, but not really. They like pay the driver, but instead of the driver bringing them, the magician drives it, and the and the, the yeah. driver gets in the back. Anyway, th- then this chase scene happens that I was talking about earlier, where they speed up all the shots to make it look like he's going fast, <laughs> but because of the overweight man uh, plus his giant suitcase on the back, he cannot go very fast. And I don't know because of obviously lack of translation. I don't know if this is supposed to be very funny that like they're not going very fast, mm. or if the film true speeding up the shots they want us to believe they are going fast yeah I think it's the latter um, it's not very convincing um, but I liked how um, the <laughs> when they're turning at one point the whole <laughs> the whole bike like lifts up <laughs> yes! because yeah. your man on the back is so overweight I found that very funny but also that plays into later when that happens again 
Um, but then when the when the bike comes back down to the ground, the the overweight man and the bicycle driver fly into the stop yeah, van in yeah. front of them, and the overweight man comes through the sunroof, <laughs> yeah. which I thought was very funny. Um, that's one of my big smiley face moments. Um, but yeah, so then my next note isn't until they free the photographer. Yeah, uh, do you guys have anything before then? Oh, another instance of uh, oh my god, he's dead. Never mind. Mm. The tuk-tuk driver. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. lying, like, flat on the ground. And I was like, and nobody even kind of pays attention to him. I was like, oh, my God, he's dead. And they kind of, like, wiggles around. You're like, ah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so my next this my next note is actually another instance of um, uh, close your, or, uh, swallow your fucking food. Yeah. Um, they free the photographer who obviously hasn't eaten. Yeah. But there's some really deprived of food. <laughs> but they, there's some weird foley in this scene because yeah. he... All right, so basically, I'll break down the seat. He's sitting on a couch, and they give him a sandwich mm-hmm. that looks very fake looking. Um, I just want to add, but they <laughs> give him a sandwich. Like a fake sandwich. Like, it looks yeah. like, a, but it looks very plastic. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, he is eating the sandwich, but because we're, I think we're supposed to be led to believe that he's halfway through the sandwich when we cut in, but he's yeah. only just taken one bite. But the scene cuts in just as he's taking his first bite. But there's already foley of really disgusting yeah. chewing it's sounds. So awful! Like, so, like the microphone sounds like it's inside his mouth. Mm. Um, and we see him take his first bite, and again he takes one bite and goes, "Oh," as if like, <laughs> "Oh, I've needed food." But he's only taken one bite and hasn't swallowed it. And then he carries on the rest of the scene with this giant bit of food in his mouth. Mm. Not swallowing it, but just chewing it progressively as he's talking, I have which is just, so gross. I hated that. I've just had a thought on the, the groaning while eating, and I'm pretty sure I could be wrong. I could be getting this mixed up completely. Please, please forgive me if I am. But I'm pretty sure that is like a thing in like Chinese culture in regard to eating. It's like re- it's polite to be quite loud when you eat. Like really? there's that there's that I know the Japanese one where it's like slurping is yeah, like slurping in Japan. But I know a big one in China. Anyways, is uh, you're meant to like burp quite loudly at the end of a meal and i think it kind of extends to just being like you know being like quite gratuitous with how like how much you're enjoying the meal like you're gonna be quite like oh that's so good and yeah you're right japan it's it's slurping is their kind of equivalent of it so maybe it's that like i was saying there's probably shit we're not picking up on still didn't enjoy it we are a bunch of white irish dudes that's true yeah um, my next note isn't until they break into some man's house. Yeah, Cleopatra's um, so. yeah. house. Can, can we... Can, uh, Cleopatra. <laughs> Do you guys have any notes before that happens? Uh, uh, no. I have random uh, sacks close up. I don't know what that sacks means. I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, yeah, but maybe. I have it written down. So uh, Cleopatra's. Then, yeah, Cleopatra's. What are we saying? Is this a gay couple? Or is it a well, couple that's of, what I took. A I took of drag it as queens, maybe because like I, like they're in, they're very clearly in drag. Yeah, and they one of them might be them. one of them might be a trans woman. You don't know. This is also true. This mm. is I I assume they're members of the LGBT community and they fucking torture them in their own home. Yeah, there's, and there's for one no of them reason. who at one point they just get a meat cleaver and threaten to presumably yeah, kill yeah, them. Yeah. Also, I have a note on this. Also, he sharpens the meat cleaver on, on his, his jeans, jeans and tongue. Which, yeah, which I took a note of this is clearly a reference to Bean shaving his tongue in Bean 97. Oh, oh my God. It all links back. One. I have as well. I think the, you know, obviously when you're making a film, every consideration is made. You know, you got to pick everything 
very carefully. They could have made these guys be dressed up in any kind of clothing, but they went with Egyptian, which kind of alludes they to... They went specifically with Liz Taylor's Cleopatra. Yeah, <laughs> uh, which obviously is reference to uh, the ancient nature of Bean and Teddy's godliness. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll be Teddy honest, is an old I, soul. This is, this is the point, uh, the, like the second big point in the film where I just really stopped caring. Uh, like, yeah, I was just I mean, fucking done by this point. Pretty much so straight after the chase scene, I just didn't care. Um, I mean, I think it was halfway through the chase scene, I was just like, I don't really care. I don't know why they're going after Cleopatra, like, what do these people know? They're never yeah, seen before no or again, as far as I'm aware. My because... understanding was they got the address wrong, and is the camera guy is revealed to be where the director is being held, yeah. and he kind of calls them, and I kind of took it as, I read it as him being like, where are you guys? I'm in position ready to save our boat. Ah, and they're just there torturing That's... this poor LGBT like couple. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I've um... got a, I've got one note here on them torturing them, which is just drowning. Surprise. <laughs> 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 Hold on. Even before we get to that, I, I have a note here. of like, what did they wrap? the guy in one of the or uh, one of the yeah, one of the like people a, it, it's I like this it, it, it looks like, like a big like, pink st- no because it's it's fully it's, 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 it's a, it's a circle piece, like, yeah, like it's, it's, like a, a, it's cylinder, a cylinder yeah like it's connected all around and it's giant it's like I a giant uh, chinese finger trap literally yeah. that's what it looks like um and then my next note is that they they waterboard them yeah. uh, and drown them and then they seem like they're dead yeah. because they answer the phone Never call mind. with them their head like in the in the water, and just not moving for down. ages, they and they stay, stay down. down. Wait, hold on. Well, they stay down for a while while they're on the phone, and that's where my my sub series uh, dead. Never mind, because <laughs> after the phone call, they bring them out of the water, and then they just kind of come back alive. Yeah, and then so they 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 play it off as a joke, as if this was like really funny, and they go surprise, surprise, uh, and then they just times. and then yeah, they say it a few times, and then they just leave. They just walk they just away. Walk they just away. walk away. You and will then... notice. The LGBT people, presumably LGBT people, the Cleopatras, they both just sink back into the water again. Yeah, they yeah. both fall unconscious and go under the water, and the camera lingers on them for a bit while they're underwater, and you can see them in the back while they're leaving. They're still underwater. Mm-hmm. This is where my two deaths come from. They died like this. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you feign to go completely submerged underwater, you're, you're gonna die. Like... I would argue that the guy who gets hit in the face with the big bowl, the pot, I'd say he probably wouldn't survive either. I'd say that's, yeah. that's 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 what I was saying that, earlier. Is that so we I'd say that at least three. Well. I'd say yeah, at least three, three three deaths. I'd say. Um, yeah, my next note is just surprise, a smiley face, <laughs> and then just times two. <laughs> hey, my next note is just you can't pick a lock with just a tension wrench. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have a so few notes on this ro- stupid like, this scene. This pales in comparison to being 1997's heist scene. Oh god, this, this is, is a dog far cry. shit. Oh, yeah. It's horrible. It's, Dog shit. Um, there is my first note oh on it is God. just: Did this fight scene need an upskirt shot? For some reason, <laughs> there's just a rant. When? Um, when the two women are fighting. Um, randomly, she does like this weird roundhouse sort of kick, but she doesn't actually like kick her. She just kind of flings her feet in the air, and there's a really the camera like fully slows down while there's a complete upskirt oh shot. Oh my God! And it kind of lingers there for a second, then she kind of goes back into normal motion. 
Um, I did. Kind of, uh, Fucking hell. My, uh, let's just have her in there. It's like, did it need an upskirt shot? Like, what What was the mm. point in that? I gotta say, the fight choreography wasn't bad for the fight between those two girls. Like, uh, My problem with it was that, in, in theory, it wasn't bad, but because we only got shown so little of it. so little of it. Yeah, the yeah, camera just right. kind of cuts to extreme close-ups all the time mm. while they're, they've already hit. So I'm kind of thinking, like, is it good choreography or is it just good stills? In, whenever the camera actually point, decides actually. to cut, that did uh, did did you two clock that these two women are indeed the uh, the women from Leg Day? Yeah, yeah, I got that. Mm, yeah. yeah, the yeah. lift women. Yeah. Um, I um also, if we want to count another death, one of the men kick a man to death. I can't remember. Oh, oh. it's the director. It's when they find the director. Yeah. One of the actors kicks him, and okay, we can't count it as a death. I thought it was someone yeah, else. I but do have he, like, a... full on brutally kicks him for a good few like thirty seconds. I or so. do have uh, one more death actually, which is when so obviously one of the security women goes to fight the female member of the main ensemble. Mm-hmm. The other one follows the magician guy who's pulling. He starts pulling out loads of random shit out of his bag, like yeah, a, yeah, you know, a magician sort of fashion. He throws a live rat. Yeah, I've got a note just a rat. (laughs) And she, she, without hesitation, flings it in the air. Yep. That thing's dead. Kills the rat. That thing is dead. To death. Um, I'd also, I've got a few notes here. Firstly, my first note is just fighting the Secret Service rising up against the tyranny of Bean. Uh, My second second note is just that, just generally, when he keeps flinging stuff at this one woman from his bag, like he's playing like playing cards at her, and for some yeah. reason that's enough to hold her back from just. This killing is the him. exact same as the water scene in, mm. the, in the strip club. Yeah. It's like all they, back. these people just seem to, as soon as a slight like thing seems to, and mm. we can also say in the kitchen scene as well because yeah. the actors themselves seem Have to hesitate loads when the, when there's all all that's being thrown at them is like lettuce yeah. besides that one pot um, um, <laughs> the, yeah the, everyone in this movie just seems to slow down at, at inanimate objects I might have another death depending we, we're not sh- no actually because she is shown later on but uh, the magician after deterring the first woman with his live rat that is definitely now dead he puts a plastic bag over the other woman's head. Yes. And that's how they get away from her. Now, we do see her take off the plastic bag. And there's another thing of people just not doing anything. Because she visibly takes off the plastic bag while still in shot. Mm. And then just doesn't, doesn't chase pursue them, them yeah. for some reason. Um, my only note on the rest of the scene is just, is this supposed to be a twist? And that's it. My Obviously, it's supposed just... to be a big twist. I think yeah. it is. Yeah, it's just like, oh, he's just... Now, there's two ways of reading it. Remember earlier on, I said... Remember the director and Bean get taken away Mm. by these security guys. So there's two ways of reading it. They're at some sort of resort. But the director is like working at the resort, like giving people foot massages. Yeah, um, as we can tell from that flashback earlier on, he doesn't Mm. enjoy giving foot massages. They're all wearing uniforms. And I'm kind of wondering, is it some sort of internment camp? Now, Bean runs... (laughs) That's but Bean's in a uniform. <laughs> That's interesting because... Now, obviously, there's a whole language barrier. We have no idea. But basically, for people... I keep forgetting we probably should explain kind of plot-wise what's <laughs> happening as well. Because people we don't know. But, like, well, just uh, from what we can gather, at least what we can see is happening. Yeah. Basically, they go to this mansion and they have a big fight scene because they know this is where the cast is being held. And then they walk in and the director is giving a foot massage to the three people that have been abducted Yeah, before. David Cross, Dickie... And Teddy is it? No, Teddy. Oh, no, Teddy kicks is it him. No, it's it's the other man that got taken at the airport that we never gave a name. Yeah. The, the other, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Um, the one who's who's the fight the strip club. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Well, the, basically, there's there's a bunch of I presume flashbacks or dream sequence type things that I I don't understand what's happening in any of them. I was completely zoned yeah. out by this. Point. I had no a... wait wait before that before that Ooh. happens when they come in and they start kicking the director to uh, near to near death, <laughs> thinking that he's like one of the bad guys, and then it's revealed that he's the director, and then three people sit up, and it's revealed that they're the taken actors. Mm. Um. Some security come in the room naturally. Yeah. But I thought it was interesting, unless I just misread it. But they seem to go for the three cast members that are in ta- in like bathrobes and kind of like put them in like headlocks or like hold them still. Oh yeah. As if they're they are actually being captured. Yeah. So I was confused on what is happening. Are they being held hostage, but in a good way or mm, something? I don't. Uh, I have no idea. But yeah. I, I saw that and I was like, "What the? F- yeah, because fuck that's is the going thing. On? That's what I was thinking. Like, oh, there's obviously a twist that they're fine. But then the security come in and, and still apprehend the people that were already there. Mm. And I'm like, wait, no, what is happening here? Now I will say the flashbacks might clarify this because the way I read the flashbacks was it shows the director uh, in a meeting with the guy that presume that we presume kidnaps him earlier on in the film mm. behind the white suit. And they're having some sort of conversation and the director is very negative in nature. He's just sort of like very just like dismissive of whatever this guy is saying. And then we see this guy talking to his presumably his dad. And his dad gets really angry at him for not being able to convince the director to do whatever it is he's trying to get him to do. And, yeah. and then the director kind of sees this and changes his mind. Is like, all right, yeah, I'll take part in whatever it is. I don't know if that clears anything up. But I, I have no I mean, idea. That, we're all we're just making wild assumptions at this point. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. there is, like there is I don't more evidence to support back. my being is president of China theory than there is to support. That. <laughs> I feel like as a, as a full trilogy, these films devolve more and more into like just uh, an analysis of miscommunication. <laughs> in which by the third film You're there are two languages right. being spoken well three because there's bits of English as well and no one knows what's going on yeah my yeah. next note isn't like, until we see Bean again do you guys have anything because I just well, stopped I just, caring I just, just kind of want to add to what Jack said about miscommunication that's actually a really good point you know that the, the movies are an analysis of how we are getting more connected but growing further apart <laughs> like this film you know you see that like i said that live streaming thing with the owl you see that owl logo everywhere you know and and mm. just like you know the, and the mass surveillance and everything everyone is constantly connected to someone else somehow but at the same mm. time this is the movie that is the makes the least sense and is the l- hardest to understand we're, mm. we're getting closer together but further apart it's it's a commentary it's like black mirror you know it's a commentary on how social media <laughs> is phone obviously bad, evil good yeah, yeah. Like, um my next note isn't until bean shows up i yeah. i get i really I, stopped I, caring I about do the have twist i agree one small note that links into the final scene with bean mm. and obviously i said there about the flashback thing what i think is happening on what i think was happening on screen but you could read it a different way which is this flashback that they show is the older comedian or the director as we know him uh, kind of earning his way into the afterlife. And that's why he's wearing the robes. He's been accepted into the afterlife and he's kind of initiating the three members of the cast into the afterlife. And obviously, as we've established, Teddy is some sort of like deity or some sort of old soul. And Bean is, you know, his keeper or whatever. So Bean is above Teddy. 
Uh, <laughs> Rob still insists that Bean got into the afterlife at the end of the last movie. Maybe he's like now the guide to the afterlife. Oh yeah, because ah. now because um basically the ending scene it shows everyone in these red robes and Bean comes back and he starts talking to who was formerly talking as a very but, loose character. No, <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, I, 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 I have a note the... here, which is: Does Bean understand Chinese? Because he no, I I made a note guy. about that. My mm. note is pretty much: Definitely doesn't understand a word being said. Mm. I fully believe that he he like whether he's emperor or not. It's still uh a, probably President some wacky antics that side. landed him. Yeah. Lanted him there and he just has no clue what's going on uh, there is one point where he uh, <laughs> accidentally flings something at the man and Bean uh, as the man is in pain Bean goes to him and if you listen very closely you can hear him start to say oh I'm so sorry Yeah, but he gets as Bean far also as says, uh, Bean also says uh, farewell to the uh, <laughs> the director really quietly he goes farewell <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was gas but anyways as I was saying uh Maybe Bean doesn't understand Chinese, or does he feel disrespected by this uh, this mortal, like you know, has come into the afterlife and is talking some smack? Uh, this you know, the former host of Teddy bows almost as if he is subservient to Bean, and Bean kind of humors it. He pats him on the head. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I have written down him fiddling with that weird like percussion instrument is like. The commencement of his, uh, I guess, afterlife ritual. Uh, <laughs> he, I loved that. I thought that was so his, funny. His vanquishing ritual. is just ritual. the only redeemable part of this movie. But, uh, Why? The... I have a question. Like, a genuine <laughs> question. Why is Mr. Bean in this movie? <laughs> the fat paycheck, baby. He's God. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, hold on. Just sorry. Just before, Jack, I know you have a bit more to get through. But just, okay. just, while, just while you brought up that uh, point there of why is he in the movie. I do have a full theory not any any weight binder or anything, but I just like thinking of it this way: that Bean actually was just in China, <laughs> and they just he they, they just came across him while filming. I'd say he was just staying at the hotel they were filming at, and they just kind of asked him in like broken English, "Will you just be Mr. Bean in the movie? You only have to be in like three scenes." Well, I saw um, I saw an excerpt from an interview of one of the actors that said that they didn't understand any English and Rowan Atkinson doesn't understand any Mandarin. Yeah, I read that as well. I read that same oh interview. <laughs> I don't know. Um, as I was saying, Bean commences the ritual with this percussion instrument, and one by one, the comedians start uh, following him in a line. What I uh, took that <laughs> as is they finally recognize that Bean is the dictator. He's the one that put them in this uh, Saw-style <laughs> trap that the whole movie has been, and they're finally rebelling against him. You'll see that at the end, they like start dogpiling onto him. That's them trying to yeah, kill yeah. the dictator. He also, I, while they're running around chasing him, he steals a card from somebody. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but he like while he's running by, he steals something. From yeah, somebody. he steals like a, 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 a like a business card or yeah, some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, he I just steals a, it. I took a few. And notes he starts knocking scene. everyone to the floor, like purposely, like yeah. pushing people. And <laughs> I, I took like a few. I took a few important notes in the scene. Firstly, I took note that flowers are very prominent in this scene. Now, as well as Bean's flower phone case earlier. Uh, also, in the strip club, when the uh, when the singers got off stage, you see they're handed like huge bouquets of flowers. I have no idea yeah. what they signify, but it is a recurring motif. And also, the uh, the the boxer chef makes another appearance for the scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Vander Holyfield. Yeah. Uh, I do have some notes on Evander Holyfield in this scene in relation to my afterlife theory. So. Uh... <laughs> 
So one by one, the comedians start following Bean. Uh, obviously, again, another reference in the trilogy to um, that one scene from The Seventh Seal where the Grim yeah. Reaper leads all the people in that line up yeah. the hill. Uh, David Cross is tempted by lust. He's chatting to a woman when Bean goes by him, I believe. Uh, but he defeats the temptation in order to ascend uh, Evander Holyfield uh, Evander Holyfield represents atheism because he just comes out and just says stop and that's his only line there and then I have a bit like a short a short paragraph on this whole thing um, while the characters think they have finally transcended to Bean's level of existence they soon realise they have failed Bean still exists on a higher plane as he must maintain a position of power in order for his godliness to mean anything through this, the characters realize that not only is being the, epi- the uh, epitome of good, he is evil incarnate. He is duality personified. Because obviously the ending shot is all them dogpiling on Bean, but he somehow escapes because he's above them. He somehow escapes and, he escapes, the and I, wall. I, I have a note about him escaping. I have a note about him escaping. There is an episode of the TV series. I'm not sure if you're familiar with this. It's an episode of the live action series where he's going to a school open day. And at yeah. one point there's a jujitsu class that he goes to. And mm. he's, uh, you know, they're showing, you know, the, the, the main instructor showing like, you know, grab me and I'll, I'll toss you over my shoulder and, you know, make sure you've got a good fall and all that. And then Bean does it, and there's a point where it's a POV from the instructor, you know, bowing to Bean. <laughs> and then yeah. he looks up, and Bean has just disappeared. And then it's just a shot of the instructor's face looking confused, and Bean appears from behind him. Yeah. So this is Shit. clearly a reference to that. He's Because he always powers. people dogpile on Bean. You could see them actually, like, dogpiling onto him, and then he's just Dog, gone. Hold on. Dogpiling is a loose word here, because they just the first couple people are on, on top of him. But then the last, like, three people are just kind of pretty much just hugging the top. Yeah, they just sort of climb on and, like... They're not even climbing. They're just standing beside it, like, also, hugging kind they're, of... Also, the running in this scene is pathetic. Mm. It's yeah. a fast walk. Nobody wanted to catch him. <laughs> Anyway, the point is, they are. you can see that they are very clearly on top of him. He should not be able to escape, unless he is some sort of, uh, you know, evil presence. But I took this as a metaphor for how uh, the rich and powerful in real life so often go unpunished for their misdeeds just because they're, they're, they, they have more power. They have enough power that they can escape from it. Uh, and that's that's the metaphor that I took for it. It's a damning metaphor about how you know the tyranny of evil men can tr- never truly be stopped, despite the uh, the peasants' best efforts. And in the end, what happens? <laughs> they're they're all just there, you know, on top of each other. They're all clearly uncomfortable in pain. And what does Bean do? He just looks at the camera and laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> I my main theory, um, kind of that I haven't really developed, but I was just kind of thinking about while I was on the way here. Um, and I want to develop it in tandem with Jack's holiday theory about new versus old cinema. Right. Um, actually, no, it's not so much of a theory, just an observation. This film, Mr. Bean is pretty much the epitome, along with like Charlie Chaplin, of like you don't need to understand what's mm. going on because it's just like, like you could watch Mr. Bean's holiday and not understand it because there actually is fuck all dialogue in it anyway. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you'll know what's going on. You know, and but this film is so awful at communicating <laughs> what's going on through like non-verbal means. Yeah. Um, which is just like, and the fact that they have Mr. Bean in it 
is just like I don't know it's almost just a weird like slap in the face to like that <laughs> style of storytelling um, and I don't know if it's supposed to be some sort of like maybe no. your thing of like commentary or like you know the the like uh, pretentious auteur mm. like maybe this is like the epitome of pretentious auteur to a fact that you, without listening to the exposition told through the dialogue there is no way in hell yeah. you are understanding there's any no scene show there's only tell exactly and, yeah. that's what I feel is that every it's single like joke a has Carson to be fully Clay film <laughs> this is playback this time. Is. <laughs> you got your own cut version, yeah. um, but yeah, just an observation. I just thought it was very odd that they had Mr. Bean in it, which is literally like the epitome of non-verbal storytelling. Yeah. Um, and yet they can't do that to save their lives within this film. Yeah. Um, God damn it. That's pretty much everything I have to say. Jack, do you have any? any I have other? one last thing to say, which is. That's the end of the movie, everyone, by the way. Yeah. Anyone listening? The, it last, ends with last Mr. Bean. Last shot is Bean laughing at the camera. Yeah. There is some behind the scenes yeah. over the credits. And it's yeah. to do with the behind the scenes. Oh, yeah? Behind the scenes shows that shot of Bean laughing at the camera again. It was done on a green screen. Oh. He's green screen. I, I don't know if I watched shot. the behind the scenes too closely. Really? He would, yeah. They could, like, I'm sorry. It's literally a shot of, for anyone listening... This pile of people in the background have tried catching Just outside, like just, just outside. in the grass. Nothing fancy, just on some grass. And then Bead jumps in front of the camera and laughs and disappears. You didn't need to green screen that. Like, but Maybe it's, Bead it's... just wasn't actually in the movie at all. Maybe he was only green screened. It. In which case, really impressive CGI. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> better than the CGI yeah. smoke. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I took note just nothing in particular of the mid credit behind the scenes stuff. I just took note they were there. But my last note is that there are so many corporate logos at the end of yeah. this. Oh, I, yeah, I t- as soon as the cre- even halfway, I didn't even watch all the behind the scenes. As soon as the credits <laughs> start rolling, I watched like one or two clips of behind the scenes. And turned say, the there might have off. been a post credit scene. There were Do not give a <laughs> fuck. I don't care, but thankfully there isn't. <laughs> this is over. But I did. I did wait and I did check just in case it followed on the tradition. But nope, there is no post credit scene. But there are probably. 500 corporate logos that isn't an exaggeration <laughs> no yeah there's so many you're so right that actually is the post credit scene it's just commentary <laughs> on capitalism it's, well it's commentary on communism obviously <laughs> <laughs> boys we've made our first full rotation around the universe. that's and true it, and we've kept the tradition of every episode being two hours <laughs> somehow Jesus Christ how did we talk for two hours about this awful movie <laughs> how are we going to talk for two hours about this awful movie in three weeks time Oh, oh, no, I'm just probably going to get someone else to watch it for me. And their, their <laughs> no, <opinions. laughs> no, Rob, you have to no, watch it. You agreed right. to this. I did for some reason. You <laughs> are a man in your 20s. <laughs> <laughs> just want to remind you of that. I got to grow up, I guess. Shall we, uh, shall we plug our, our social media, plug I suppose? Social media. Yeah. Um, Jack or Butch, it's your week. Oh, gosh, I don't know any of our hashtags off the top of my head. <laughs> okay. Um, I, our e- if you want to email the show, it's 3beansaladsociety at gmail.com. Is, that's it's, it's that's the, the word. The word three. The word three. three. T-H-R-E. Um, and then our Instagram and our Twitter, I'm pretty sure have the same. Yeah, it's at 3beansaladpod. That is the number uh, three. The number three. Um. And yeah, sure. If you're if you're listening, make sure to send a screenshot into us uh, or post it on your story on Instagram, and we'll, we'll share it around. Um, yep. If Be you sure guys to, again, if you're anywhere that lets you rate podcasts, I guess rate us five. Share us with anyone you uh you think will dig us, and 
Uh, unless yeah. you two have anything left to say, I guess we will see you all back here next week for our first repeat viewing of Bean 1997. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was just going to say... Sorry, Jack, did you want to... I think we might be saying the same thing, which is if anyone has any information on getting a translation of this fucking movie. Yeah, or even just speaks... Actually, there's not really much point in speak. Well, I guess there's Chinese subtitles, but if you speak Chinese or Russian, please email us because... It or if be you just have an English subtitle file for this movie and can send that on, like, come on, sure, we'll give come you a on, shout out. Butch, do you genuinely think somebody listening to this has an English subtitle? <laughs> I think if there's film. any podcast that's going to be listened to by someone who has an English subtitle of this movie, it's going to be this podcast. That's so, fair. That's enough. fair. That's fair. Okay. Well, look, if you if you have anything that can make this viewing less horrendous, um, please uh, please send it in. But uh, besides that, I've been Rob. I've been Jack. I've been Butch. Okay, now that we're done, um, Butch, can you just do your uh, guard a lion?